is AEW successful? Why is Tony Khan running his promotion better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard are running Monday night and Friday night? Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining us right here on off the script this is your aew dynamite post show for april 19th 2023 i'm yours jd from new york as always coming to you live from the ots venue in my mother's basement thank you guys so very much for joining me on your wednesday evenings wherever you may be as always joined by my very good taco loving friend with his Massive cock, legitimately. Jesse, what is going on? This is a PG show, by the way. I didn't mean that uh, in a sexual way, by the way, for those listening exactly. on iTunes. He's got the fucking Cody Rhodes chicken right exactly. there, man. That's what that is. Jesse, what's going on, man? PG show. What's good, man? What's going on with you? Nothing much, man. I got a headache. We're going to try and get through this. I got my ass kicked at the gym today. We're making gains. And AEW's making gains, man. We got double or nothing kind of coming along pretty nicely here. There's a lot to uh, really dive into on tonight's show. And I think we'll start at the top with what happened in the open of the show, being that a lot of people were very vocal about it on social media. I know you were vocal about it. I was vocal about it. MJF was certainly vocal about it. He doesn't want a fatal four-way and says, fuck the fans. Shut the fuck up, crybaby bitches, he said on social media. You ain't getting a fatal four-way. I don't know about that, man. I don't know about that. But what Tony Khan did tonight, man, and it's typical TK, typical TK. He's always got to throw a tournament in there, man. I'm going to start calling him Tony Tournament Khan. Every single time we see this, we had the announcement of a Pillars tournament before Double or Nothing. Now, we got five weeks to go. But MJF came out tonight and announced that there will be a Pillars tournament. And one of these men of the three, minus MJF, obviously because he's the champion, would be getting a bye in this tournament. How we uh, got to one of these men getting a bye, Jesse? Well, he, MJF, took a name out of a hat. And whoever he pulled out would be getting a bye. In this case, it was Darby Allen. Darby Allen's getting a bye. He watched the main event from... The rafters in Pittsburgh. Pillars tournament. You know, you know how they decided it? They used the WWE booking system. That's exactly what they do. That's a Bruce Pritchard one-on-one special, bro. That's the Bruce special right there. That's how he does uh, everything with Vince, man. Monday Night Raw. Pick a name out of a hat or the dartboard, bro. We should get a dartboard in the fucking game. Yeah, there, there we go. You know? So... I'm looking at this, Jesse, and I'm saying to myself, let me weigh the pros and cons of this. Clearly, we got five, five and a half weeks to go to the pay-per-view. They clearly need TV. They're not going to announce something right now. It's not really in Tony Khan's DNA to uh, announce something so early. He likes to let the card fester and marinate, let the fans think on it, and then maybe three weeks, two weeks before the pay-per-view, then we'll start getting things announced. 
But even though they need TV time, bro, I don't know why they went with something so formulaic to their style, AEW, a tournament. So a lot of things get running through my head. A, how the the fuck do you have a tournament with three guys? B, why is Darby Allen getting his name pulled out of a hat and then he's the one that's getting a bye? And and C, why don't you just give us what we already know was coming? Now, I'm looking at this, Jesse, and I'm like, all right, I get that they have TV time to fill, but then by the end of the show, it's always the same thing. And I'm not blaming MJF because it's the creative that he's being given, but it's always MJF trying to avoid something that he doesn't want to do or, you know, take the cheap way out. We've seen great promos from MJF hyping all these guys up, leveling them up. We've seen great promos from Darby. We've seen great promos from Jungle Boy and Sammy. Why didn't we just build it off of what we've seen so far? And minus this tournament, there had to be another way to go about this. This isn't the way that I honestly envisioned. Now, granted, we're going to get there, but I honestly think they're really reaching for this, Jesse, and they're doing a little bit more than they should when it's blatantly obvious to what we're getting at Double or Nothing. Yeah, I mean, at this point, though, man, I don't know when we're getting a double or nothing. I mean, I'm, I want to, I want to assume it's still the fatal four way. Yeah. Now I want to assume it's gonna be Darby and MJF, but at this point, it doesn't really matter. Everyone's gonna lose. So if we know that, then it's really more about the story and how we get there. And now this story is kind of going off the rails a little bit. Well, I don't think it's really going off the rails. It's just. They've exhausted a lot already going into this. How much more is there left to say? How much more left is there to do for them? That's what they've done. Because they've done this week after week after week now for a consecutive number of weeks. And how much more is there to say and do going into double or nothing with five five weeks left to go? A two-match tournament involving three people. Yes, it's a little silly. It's it's off the rails. Yes, it's a little silly. It, it, yes, it it tells me we we kind of we have to change direction on the fly here because of whatever reason, and this is what we came up with. Now, I'm sure there are reasons that we don't know about as to why we're getting what we're getting. That's fine. I get it. Subject cart uh, uh cart subject to change. Things happen. I get it. But this makes no fucking sense. This now, just makes no sense. Now, yeah, I, I, I don't know where we're going with this. Like, I don't know how. Like, clearly, what happened tonight? MJF helped Sammy Guevara win over Jungle Boy. He made some sort of uh, money deal with Sammy Guevara earlier in the show. As they were, always, they, as always, it's the typical MJF formula uh, from AEW Creative. And he helped Sammy win. They were celebrating. They were best friends, and you know they were all acting very chummy out there. So now Sammy wrestles Darby next week. And he's probably going to do the same thing. Someone's going to step in and say, what the fuck is going on? You cheated your way to get what you wanted, trying to take the easy way out as the world champion. I I don't know who's going to come out and say this. Is it going to be Tony Khan via Excalibur, Tony Khan via Tony Schiavone? You know, I I was thinking about this, Jesse, and I'm watching this all unfold. I'm like, this is where somebody 
like a general manager would reap the benefits of being on AEW television. This is this is something that I feel if they want to pull this type of card every single time with MJF, they should really appoint somebody as the general manager, an on-screen personality who, you know, quote-unquote, books the show and makes the matches and then has Tony Khan above him ultimately making the final decision. It doesn't have to be where Tony Khan is void of like, oh my God, you know, Tony Khan has nothing to do with the show, but... And on-air personality in this in this instance would have absolutely been fucking fantastic to see this play out. Because who's going to tell MJF that he's got to go and and take a back seat? I'm doing what the fuck I want. We're going to get a fatal four-way because you cheated your way to get what you wanted. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And it would definitely play off a lot better on TV rather than MJF pulling a yes. name out of a Yes, hat. and MJF pulling strings like he's booking the fucking show by himself. Jesus I mean, listen, Christ. I... I MJF rarely does anything wrong, but I mean, it's just it's just silly booking, to be quite honest with you. It's just, I don't know, I don't know, was it just as silly as illogical? I mean, it just makes no sense. I no. Mean, you, I mean, I get it. It's pro wrestling. It's all, you know, creative on some form of a level, so it, it can't really be wrong, but it still needs to make some kind of sense. I mean, your world champion just decided... To pull a name out of a hat. And they had one right there on cue, ready. Names in the hat. Guy backstage came out with it. Pulled a name out of a hat, and there we go. I mean, how did he come to this decision? Did he decide that? Yeah, listen, uh, I, I, Buns in the chat, he says, four guys, four different people, one title, pillars. You're crying too much. Who's crying? This is what this is what the IWC doesn't get, man. You fucking weasel on in here, and, and then you you see us discussing this something that doesn't make sense on the show, and then you interpret it as crying. I'm Don't sorry. Ban Don't ban him. Don't ban him. I'm not banning nobody, but this is I, I've been dealing with this shit all week. We're crying. I can't point out a fucking negative in the show that doesn't make any sense. I mean, give me a fucking break. It Buns, doesn't make any sense. None. No, no. And then Guardian. The, okay, so Buns, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You've joined a podcast where we discuss wrestling, and we're doing that, and we're discussing it, and now you're saying we're crying about it. So if you don't like something, you're automatically crying about it. If you say you don't like something, you're crying about it. If you disagree with something, you're crying. No, we're discussing it. Relax. It's disgusting. I I can't st look. The, I, the IWC is really is really disgusting. But yes, I agree with you, Jesse. It doesn't make any sense. The the triple threat match that you told me about, uh, the way that you would have handled it, is something that I think would have made a lot more sense because you know you throw the word tournament around. You do a tournament here. You're doing a tournament there. It's like it devalues the tournament. How many fucking tournaments does he have? All year? I mean, there's like three or four, five different tournaments. That Tony Khan does all year. You got the Owen Invitational. You got the Full yeah. Gear Number One Contender Tournament. You got this tournament, that tournament. I mean, something a little bit more simplified where MJF can still come out there and do what he did tonight in, in a triple threat match, per se, would have made a lot more sense, you know, or, or, you know, I know it's been done to death, but give the, and they have been doing it on TV, give these guys some real quality opponents like Darby wrestled Swerve. I thought that was going to be a string of matches that we saw. I thought Sammy was going to go through his own trial and Jungle Boy was going to go through his own trial. You know, MJF could have still did what he needed to do in those types of situations, but 
you know, throwing a throwing a tournament with three guys out there, man, it's a, it's a little it's a little outlandish. It is. I mean, I guess, so so here's the thing: you can you can insinuate a match and then give us something different, and that's exactly what happened here. You gave us every indication that we we're going to get a fatal four way, even though you didn't flat out tell us. So, all right, yeah. fine, shame on us for assuming it. But now, if this is the route we're going to go, why did we include all of these, uh, all three of these guys into this mix if eventually it was going to come down to one on one? I mean, if I mean, if if we're going by what we're being given right now, we got a match tonight. We get another match next week, and then that person goes on the face MJF. How do we come to this to this conclusion? Why are we not getting the fatal four way? It would make more sense to come up with a reason as to why the fatal four way wasn't happen, happening. MJF said, "Hey, you know what? In my deal, I didn't sign off for any 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 fatal four ways and any fatal four ways. And if I do, I have to agree to it. I don't agree to this one. Kayfabe me. Yeah, make me give me a reason as to why we're not getting the match you implied that we're gonna get. All right. So MJF doesn't want it. It was in his deal." And he said he doesn't want one and he doesn't get one. So he needs a one-on-one. So we got to come up with a number one contender. I pitched the JD a little bit ago. I said, then just do a triple threat match. And whoever gets pinned tonight and said triple threat match does not move forward in the one-on-one match. So the two remaining goes on to have a one-on-one match next week. And that winner gets MJF. It would just flow a little bit better than MJF coming out and saying, I'm going to have a two- person tournament a three-person tournament and two matches and i'm pulling names out of a hat this shit is nonsensical it doesn't it doesn't flow it doesn't make any damn sense man you, you gotta make us believe a little bit more than this yeah well i, I think we're still getting the fatal four-way they're just taking the very long road to get there because jungle boy got screwed over tonight i'm assuming darby's gonna get screwed over next week somebody's gonna interject and give them their opportunity back at the pay-per-view, which gives a couple of weeks of TV to Tony Khan to kind of lay everything out and then announce the match with maybe three weeks left to go. And then the Fatal 4-Way announced for Double or Nothing. And I don't want to take anything away from, you know, Darby because he's had one of the best matches in AEW history with MJF. Uh, Jungle Boy is very comparable himself. He's had a great match with MJF uh, in, in his own right. Sammy Guevara, you know, I don't want to take anything away from him either. But the way we see it now, you've already teased the fans with a fatal four-way. Anything less than that is not going to be sufficient enough. So they almost have to deliver on the fatal four-way because a one-on-one match with MJF against any one of these guys is going to be very, very disappointing. And that's not a negative gripe against any of those three guys. It's just not going to live up to being a main event. What you got here with the four pillars, that's your main event. I'm pretty confident that's where they're going. I just felt like they could have did this tonight without throwing tournament around uh, a little bit more concisely, a little bit more organized, a little bit more logical to get us to where we need to be a little bit better. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But we're going to get a fatal forward regardless. And, uh, you know, uh, I don't, I don't want to use the terminology, but we'll, we'll see it play out. Seriously, you know, we'll see it play out. What we saw play out, Jesse, is uh, yet another TNT championship title reign for for uh, our guy Wardlow, bro. As Jesse black blacks out his camera on uh, on the stream, he he. Listen, man, he's getting the streamers and the balloons ready. That's all he's doing. He's getting the streamers, the balloons. He's got a nice cake 
for uh, Wardlow, man. He's got a Ward Dog cake ready to go for Wardlow, man. We're celebrating. Oh, We're celebrating Wardlow winning the TNT championship again, bro. Come on, man. You know you love it, bro. Listen, man. Um, <laughs> Jesse blacked out his camera because he's choking his chicken, man. I, I don't believe it. Um, you know, in, in all seriousness, th- this has been a topical discussion between Jesse and I on this show. And I'm sure a lot of other shows, and if not, it should be. The, the TNT title, bro, is so devalued that I, I can't really sit here and even begin to care about who holds the title. Big fans of Wardlow, we are. Creative sucks. Could flat out say it. We've been saying it. His creative has been dog shit. And I don't even blame him. Will Hobbs, you know, he's held the title for what? Five defenses now? He, all five weeks he's held the title. He's had four defenses, something like that. Um, not enough time to really get him in a situation where he could be looked at as, you know, a, a viable champion, somebody that did right by that championship. What, what exactly are we doing here? You mean to tell me that you took the title off of Wardlow to put it on Joe, to put it back on Wardlow, to take it off Wardlow, put it on Hobbs, and then put it back on Wardlow because they were in his hometown of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's exactly what happened. There's zero prestige. There is zero meaning to the title. And Jesse, it seems like with what we saw at the end of the match, you know, he barely got any time to celebrate. Tony Khan is already, already showing you the mistake of what he usually does with the TNT title. Now he's got Wardlow's next challenger lined up in somebody in Luchasaurus who came out to confront Wardlow at the end of the match as Wardlow held the TNT title up. So you mean to tell me that now we're putting Wardlow in in a championship match potentially with Luchasaurus? Bro, every single time this title is on the line, it's like Tony Khan's got his back against the wall and they booked themselves into a fucking corner. I can't see that match playing out in any way at all but Luchasaurus winning the fucking title. Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? Why did we take the title off of Wardlow to begin with? I don't get it. I don't understand it. Dog shit creative. We're looking at the international championship being the intercontinental title of AEW. The TNT title, bro, is is fucking worthless. It is absolutely worthless. What are we doing? Bro, he doesn't care about that title, clearly. So why should we? Why should we? Now it's getting to the point that whoever holds that title is getting devalued. Yes. I don't want anything to do with that title if I'm in that locker room. It's a joke. It's an absolute joke. You know, Braun Breaker just said recently, a couple weeks ago, that he doesn't want another shot at the NXT title because he looks at the NXT title as a curse. He thought it was a curse to him. Bro, this is a fucking curse if I ever seen one this title. This This is a curse. This is the... I want to I wanna find those people that on, on Twitter sit here and say 
that we never criticize AEW. Are they here? Are they in the chat? No, of course they're not here. Are they here? No, those they, people don't. Those, those people don't exist on Wednesday night in the in this realm, bro. They, they they think what they want to think. They want to spew their own narrative. Well, well, JD West in AEW hoodie. He's being paid by Tony Khan, man. I, I'm sorry. Where are you now? I don't. I don't. I don't hear you. See, maybe maybe we have a different direction and thought process as it pertains to the TNT title than what Tony's given us. We have this thought process of making the title important, putting it on someone that you have future plans for, building said person, booking them strong, and then parlaying that into the next individual so they so when they become champion, they can be booked strong. That's not his goal. That cannot be his goal, and it is not his goal, because that's what he's doing with MJF. That's what he's doing with Jade, and he's doing the polar opposite with the TNT title. Bro, he's, he's doing it with Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy. He knows what he's doing, and he says that I'm not doing that with the TNT title. I'm going to move it around from Warlow to X about 14, 15 times this year alone. 24-7 title. If they don't care, Jesse said it. We said it every week. If they don't care, how do you expect me and everyone else to care? Jesse, there was a tweet that got sent my way tonight, and, and I want to read it out. Shout out to Drew Drake, at LA Drew 87 who follows me on Twitter. He, he gave his theory on this, bro, and I thought this was a very intriguing take. Uh, I want to get your opinion on it. And, and there may be some, some truth to this, because I can't, for the life of me, figure out why Tony Khan has basically buried this fucking title to be uh, a meaningless prop on his show when we all thought it was going to be something so, so much more valuable. He says, this is my theory. The TNT title was really Cody's title from its inception until Cody's final match in AEW. Tony Khan seems bitter about Cody. It's easy to tell, and since Cody left, look at what's happened to this title Something to ruminate on, he says. Bro, it's not in out of the realm process, of it's not out of the realm of possibility, there, bro. So, in but in that process, he's gonna devalue the talent in the meantime, holding and and hot potatoing that title. How's Warlow making out with that? Warlow's not making out with that at all. If that's true, if that is true, that's being taken out on guys like Warlow, guys like Hobbs. That's what's happening. If that's true then guys who are still with him are paying the price for it. That wouldn't be fair. I don't know if I believe that or not. That I don't know if I quote, I don't know if I want to believe that because in the process, he's going to devalue guys who can benefit him and make his, make his company better. Do that by taking out a grudge on Cody. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. You know, th this is, you know, my, my brain, my brain works overtime, man. It may be a reason why I got a splitting fucking headache right now. You know, we hear all of this news this week about, you know, is, is there going to be a soft brand split? Is there going to be a hard brand split with CM Punk coming back? You know, it, it really makes me wonder what, what's going on, if we're being fucking worked, if this is all even going to play out the way we're reading about it this week. But I, I, I'm honestly here to tell you, man, if AEW even wants to explore a brand split, you know, I know a lot of people don't like it. I fucking can't stand it on WWE television. I wish it was one brand. But, I mean, with the amount of roster that this man has, 
where Ring of Honor really should have been split from AEW and have their own dedicated roster. That's what the fucking Ring of Honor brand should have been for, to separate these brands and, and you know, offset the load of what AEW Dynamite has to Ring of Honor, at least some of it. You know, I'm looking at a brand split on AEW television, bro, and, and I'm ap- absolutely open to the option of, of him splitting the fucking rosters. I really am, because th- th- there's no way... You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about tonight's show. I'm asking myself, where the fuck is Swerve and Keith Lee? Where's their story on this show? It's not on Dynamite. It's not on Rampage. You know, why, why are these guys missing weeks of television? And, and then we got someone like Wardlow who could benefit by taking the TNT title over to a collision if, if it's going to be their SmackDown on TNT, move Jade over to TBS and have those titles on their own fucking networks. I mean, I honestly think the option of a brand split, if they want to actually do it right, is a viable thing for AEW. It may actually make some of the roster and what we see on television a lot easier to digest as well. Maybe that's what it needs. I don't know. But what we're doing right now with the TNT title, bro, is is, is disgraceful. It really is. And I don't want to hear it's, oh, it's a TV title. It's a TV title. Let me tell you something. A TV title in 2023 does not work. I don't know why you would even think about a TV title uh, on television now. Why? Yeah. Let me tell you something, man. The brand split cannot hurt at this point. No, it can't. It can't. It can only get at least more interesting. Not to say that when it happens and gets settled, it'll fix everything. What I'm saying is when it happens and when it gets settled, it can only help. Yes. Because things just seem a little directionless right now on so many different levels. On so many different levels. So the brand split can only make things a little more interesting right now. You know, you get your you get your TBS and TNT title on their appropriate networks and their appropriate shows. You got your tag team championships. They can float between both shows, MJF. You're not going to create two world championships because that would be fucking ridiculous with with MJF as your world champion. Have him float between both shows and you separate the rest of the roster. You make the TNT title the number one title on your brand. You make the women's title float as well. All major world championships float between all three, all both shows, all both of those shows, and then you separate the rosters accordingly. There are so many people on this roster that is not being used right now on TV. I don't see how a hard brand split would hurt the company. I don't see how a hard brand split would would go against building up Wardlow to be better than he is now. Like, something needs to be done here. Because their roster problems are, are, are jarring, if you really want to look at it. Separating the rosters for one fucking guy is ridiculous in itself. Why are you doing that? That just speaks to me as no leadership, and you got a bunch of fucking crybabies that don't want to really be men and, and talk this shit out and, and do business and do right by the business, the company, and the fans. So go a step further and do the hard brand split. Don't do it for one guy, because that's going to be a bad look. Do it for the fucking show that absolutely needs it. It, it. Something needs to be done. And I don't think anyone can dispute that. So I'm not going to sit here and say, I know exactly what the answer is. They should do exactly this. you know. But here's what I'm going to say. You keep down this course, and you're going to lose more viewers and more fans. Do something. Do something. And if you split, if you split the brands, here's, here's the thing. Now it's going to entail more storytelling and more creative because you just can't have a show like you did with ROH. Just have a show full of wrestling. 
No, you can't. Just wrestling. You can't. No stories at all. Just wrestling. No reason why the matches are being booked. Just wrestling. If we get that on Saturday, it's an instant fail. Instant. Absolutely. We need progressive storylines. Separate storylines from the main show. And then storylines that intertwine between the shows. Yes. You got to do both and still have them make sense and out of the brand split at the same time. So you can build some interest in the brand split, but now you just made your job harder creatively. But I'm interested because something needs to change. Well, the Saturday show is going to have a struggle anyway, man. I see that show being heavily preempted, you know, with a lot of shit happening on Saturday. Do you know what happens on Saturdays, bro, at 8 o'clock? If they're doing a live television show, 8 to 10 on Saturday, you're going to get the NBA playoffs happening in the summertime right when that show debuts. UFC has a fucking Saturday show every every month on ESPN+. Plus. WWE runs their pay-per-views now on Saturday. I mean, what are you going to do outside the norm to make this show a, a must-see show for the fans. A brand split could a brand split yeah. could do that. A dedicated roster that has CM Punk as the face and MJF as the face of Dynamite, uh, as CM Punk be the face of Collision, could absolutely draw interest to that show. But the thing is, Dynamite, Rampage, Dark, Elevation, Ring of Honor, Collision. How many fucking shows is Tony Khan going to end up booking, bro? You mean to tell me that this isn't the right time to get this fucking guy sitting down in a creative meeting and take some of that shit off his plate, man? He's going to need to hire a writing team or or a couple other bookers to book this show for him and and him be the final say on what happens on that show. I don't want him fucking booking six shows. Because now you start to see the fucking quality of television dip and nobody wants that. No, it is it is definitely coming off as such. Right now, it seems like the only show where we get any kind of interesting reoccurring storylines is on Wednesday. Yeah, and do you want to do? You, do you, they have shows like four or five days of the fucking week. Do you want to know why Elevation, Dark, Ring of Honor, and, and Rampage have zero fucking stories? And like Jesse said, there's nothing but matches thrown together just for the sake of fucking filling an hour here, an hour there, two hours here. Do you want to know why? Because Tony Khan is absolutely out of gas. He's out of gas creatively. He can't keep this up. He's been doing this shit for four fucking years. Now, how long do you think he's going to, with adding more television on top of it, how long do you think he's going to be able to do this? There's a reason why he skimps on Rampage, because he doesn't have it in him to make it a viable threat at that time slot. He doesn't give a shit. So why is he going to go out of his way? Is he going to do the same thing with Collision? Because the first show that I see at Collision, Jesse, if that shit resembles anything like Rampage, and we get thrown together shit, and it doesn't have a different look and a different fucking vibe it's a failure already it's not live it's a failure already i have so many fucking concerns about this roster right now bro this is just a lot of this shit festering over that i'm getting out right now something needs to be done yeah um take it on saturday nights is uh is a huge step um there's a lot of sports going on on saturday night um here's the one thing i will give them there's no wrestling on no right so it's up. It's gonna be up to you to corral the wrestling fans to this show, and if you, like you said, if you give us something fresh, if you give us something live, something with creative behind it, every week on a Saturday night, then you got us. You got us. If you don't do that, all of those things, then yeah, I will turn to the NBA. I will turn to baseball. Yeah. I will turn. To, I mean, yeah, bro, UFC. You know, yeah, I mean, come on, man. Every, every, sports have sports are happening every day of the week, every month, every day. 
you have to find a way to bottleneck your core fan base and draw them in. Rampage ain't doing it. No. ROH ain't doing it. Dark ain't doing it. Dynamite is doing it. So you have to give us another Dynamite level show on this Saturday night. It has to be must-see TV for wrestling fans. It has to be. Something, something's got to break. You know, we'll, we'll find out sooner rather than later because Punk is on his way back. Uh, they got that date, June 21st. They did uh, kind of promote it, not really directly via the commentary team, but there was a little picture-in-picture graphic about June 21st, Chicago, Illinois, the Wintrust Arena. So they're really going to start pushing that date, and that's the rumored date for Punk's return. And that is a dynamite show. That is going to be a dynamite show. So uh, we will see what happens with that. But the roster issues in AEW continue to get worse and worse. And with the news of CM Punk being moved over to his own show because nobody wants to work with him or share a locker room with him is the most ridiculous thing that I've heard this year. Uh, Instead of actually sitting down and talking it out, we got Chris Jericho willing to do business, but the other people don't want to do business. So I don't the other end of it. I mean, yeah, everybody. No, as it stands right now, I'm sure there are people in that locker room that don't get along with each other, but they do business for business. Yes. But that doesn't mean that every person in every scenario falls under the let's just do business. At some point on some level or another, some people might reach their limit and say, this guy is going to kill what we built and I don't want to do business with him. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I I, under, I understand that, you, you know, apologize but right it's now. not their they choice. Can talk it out it, right now. It's not fix it all out and square it all away. And then a year from now, it happens again. It's not their choice, Jesse. That's the thing. It's Warner Warner Discovery's choice. They want him back. Tony Khan's hands are tied, bro. Tony may not want CM Punk back. We don't fucking know. But what is he going to do if Warner says we want we want Punk back on television? You know, we invested in you because of him. Even more so, where the fuck is he? Now, it's up to the roster. You know, nobody's asking you to fucking be there. If you don't want to be there when your time is up, goodbye. Go somewhere else where there's going to be fucking hundreds of millions of dollars of budget cuts coming. Where the fuck are you going to go? Tony Khan's going to look like the fucking greatest promoter on the face of the planet in about six months. So where are you going to go? Tony Khan secured his deal with Warner Media before having a CM Punk on the table. He did. And he only made his company more lucrative by adding CM Punk. If Warner Media wants Punk so bad, let them get in the ring and wrestle him. They're not. And, he, and he, so in the long term, I have a locker room that is divided because of this man. And he drives a wedge into my team, into my locker room. So just throwing him in because you want them there is sometimes it might not be that easy. 
just as well as people is willing to work with him, people have the right to have the opinion to say, I'm done with the guy. I, I'm, I'm, I praise Chris Jericho for putting it aside and doing it, but I don't blame anyone else for not doing it. Punk has shown these tendencies in the past and he has the, he has the ability to really destroy an upstart company. So I get both sides. I get the money to be made. I get the ratings. I get all that shit. But we don't have to work with this motherfucker as we're telling people, just kiss and make up and do it. Yeah, and then they got to work with him and you don't. All right, so we just want to see him wrestle. For our selfish reasons, we want to see them make up. These guys got to live this life in that locker room with this guy and run the risk of it happening again. I'm not worried about working with him. If If they work with Punk and Punk works with them and everything is harmonized, Fucking awesome. Good. Great. No other issues ever again. Fantastic. That's what I want. Now, what happens if another blow up happens? Now, you guys, you should have you fucking bailed when you had the chance. What happens when another blow up happens? Oh, now we got to forgive this one and put business first. Bro, it keeps fucking happening. He's going to kill the company. Dude, for all we know, for all we know, bro, we're getting worked. There for all we, we know, we're getting worked. <laughs> there we go. You know, I, I mean, I, I've been saying it. For all we know, we we're, we're living we're living through Tony Khan's mastermind of a work, bro. So you know, it, it's it's out there. You know, the mastermind and, that's failing to book these shows correctly, right? Listen, it's 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 a possibility, but you never work with somebody that you didn't like before. I have. I mean, I've also had people. I had to put my foot down and say, "This one, no more." Yes. So they, yeah, they come in. Yes. Yeah. You People don't think I one- work with? I got to deal with it. But then there's it get to a point where I keep getting screwed over, over and over and over. And if you don't put your fucking foot down, you'll keep getting fucked. This this highly publicized scrum blow up that had an internal investigation conducted, bro. You don't think Warner Discovery stepped in and said something to Phil Brooks about all this? Fuck I'm up sure one more time. We're gonna we're, we're getting ready. Personally, you don't even have to worry about Tony. We're getting ready. You don't think he's gonna be on his best behavior coming on back? With Warner Discovery probably uh, levying the fucking hammer down? Yeah, I'm sure. And I hope they all put the fear of God in them to come back and and handle his gripes differently next time. I want to stress that I don't think Punk was wrong in everything he said. No, he was not. He was wrong in how he handled it. Yes. So I think they would put the fear of God in Punk, you know, if he comes back. But it's still up to Phil Brooks if he honors that a year from now, six months from now, when he gets mad again. You know, who's uh, Assassin RKO? He says, JD, come on, bro. Jesse is right on this one. I don't see how anybody's right. It's just two nobody's people discussing right. the pros and cons. Nobody's yeah. right on anything. Yeah. I have told you guys for several weeks now, I don't see AEW running Wembley without Punk. I'm sorry. I just see Tony Khan absolutely going above and fucking beyond for that show, and he's not going to conduct that show without CM Punk. I even posted on Twitter, and Jesse can make fun of it all he wants, and, and anybody else can chime on in. Goldberg is going to be at that show. We're, we're talking about filling 50, 60, 70,000 people, bro. You're not having that show without that type of talent on this show. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking outside of the box as an AEW fan. Yes, does someone like Goldberg go against the morals of AEW? Yes, but Tony Khan has tickets to sell, and he can't do that with who he has now because the stories have, the stories have suffered. There isn't anything tremendously mind-blowing that's going to fill 70,000. That is a Roman and Sammy-like story with the bloodline in AEW. He needs the names. This is his bloodline here if they want to do business. If not, I don't know. I'll, I just don't know. I'll end it with this one. Meltzer said they couldn't sell out a 10,000-seat arena. 
Well, that was a little low. I mean, I mean, look, look at the time. It was just as much of a far reach as selling out this stadium at the time, because there was no AEW. There was no promotion. There was just do the pay-per-view. So at the time it was a stretch, but they fucking did it. And now people are saying they can't do this. I almost don't want Punk or Goldberg to be at this all in and see them sell it out just to say it can be done. All right, fine. We'll and go then, get. O- then, we'll, they, we'll, then they can take him in. I don't care. All right, we'll go get Okada and put him in the ring with uh, Brian Danielson. There you could go. Could be that. Could be Okada Kenny again. I mean, it could be so many different things. But my point is, Punk and Goldberg are not the end all be all to selling tickets. They're just not. I mean, people love pro wrestling with or without them, especially without Goldberg. And I know there's a lot of Punk fans. I know, I know that Punk on the card helps it. I'm not an idiot. All right, but. I just hate to think that they can't do it without him. I'm, he probably booked it with the thought of not having Punk. I mean, who knew? Who knows? Maybe. And it's not It's not impossible. Is it hard? Yeah, it's hard. That's why it's your job as a promoter to get that shit out there. I don't think it's impossible. They did the impossible before with All In. I think they can do it again with All In, too. I think they will. I'm not. Uh, I'm not shortchanging them at all. I, I trust in what Tony Khan's doing. I trust the talent. I'm just, you know, you know, the the business side of me eventually comes out. I'm more about, you know, what I built here is more of a creative direction for the fans by the fans. That's what I've uh, lived on for the last five or six years. I've done this full time, but the business side of me comes out every now and then, and I'm thinking, well, all right, fifty, sixty, seventy thousand seats. I want to sell out a 90,000-seat Wembley or, or near sellout, you're going to need names like Punk and, and Goldberg and, and names like that. And a lot of people are like, oh, I can't wait to see JD's reaction when Goldberg comes in. I mean, this fucking guy's teasing going to the Indies for a four- or five-city tour. I mean, where, where the fuck do you think that's going to happen? MLW? Impact? Give me a break. Yeah. He's going to go. He's he's already said. He's already said he's pissed at Vince McMahon because he said Vince McMahon went back on the retirement match that Vince promised him. Where the fuck is he going to go? Hey, if Vince don't, don't want to do it, I'm going to call Tony. Let's see if Tony yeah. will do it. And Tony will pay him because the first name that Tony wanted for AEW outside all the names that he brought in on that fabled night where we got that press conference was Goldberg. And he couldn't have I, Goldberg because he was signed to see, WWE. I can see Punk. I know being there at all in and being well receptive, you know, but I don't understand this Goldberg shit. No one, no one on the planet thinks he can wrestle at all. He's just, he's just a character and he's a big presence. I get it. But like you said earlier, he goes against everything that AEW stands for. It's just, this is not, it's just not his product. No. Bring them all. We're going to bring them all over to the UK to have him spear and jackhammer somebody and get a reaction to sell some fucking tickets. I can watch WWE in Saudi Arabia for that kind of bullshit. It's not AEW. Listen, man, you know, I, there's nothing that this man can do, and I know everyone's going to throw Wardlow's name out there. You know, there's nothing that they could do creatively that's going to get me uh, excited about seeing Goldberg in, in AEW. But no. if Goldberg comes in, who, who are you going to have him run through? Like, Goldberg is known for, like Jesse said, spear, jackhammer, spear, jackhammer. Who are you going to put him in the ring with for him to do that? got to be a nobody. You're not going to do that to Will Hobbs. You're not going to do that to, to fucking Wardlow. Who are you going to do that to? You're going to get names from who? New Japan? Uh, uh, who are you going to get to sit there and do that? Yeah. He wants Lance his, Archer? He wants his farewell, his farewell tour. He wants his, you know. Dude, get that in the company that that helped build who you are. That's not, that AEW is not that place. 
WWE absorbed WCW, so that's your place to go. Kid, I mean, look, go back to WWE, kiss and make up, do what's best for business. What were we just talking about? I'm mad at Vince. No, go do what's best for business, go back to WWE, and take that shit up over there. Yeah. So, I mean, that's coming. So, you know, we'll, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But, uh, I mean, like I said, my business side comes out. You guys uh, don't really see that type of uh, side come out from me a lot, all that often. But, you know, uh, when we get there, I'm going to, I'm going to, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I just, I have a feeling that's, that's where they're going with this. Yeah, um, like, like, this guy's bringing great Kali. Well, yeah, it sells some tickets. India market. It'd be great. People will buy tickets for it. Maybe they will, but I don't give a shit. I don't want to see him or no. Goldberg. No, I don't want to see any of that. Uh, we're going to go over the rest of the show. Uh, we're just having some discussion about things that have happened, transpired in the last 48 to 72 hours with the news about Punk as well. Uh, the roster problems. The roster problem discussion got started because Wardlow is the fucking TNT champion again, and it doesn't mean jack shit to anybody. Now he's feuding potentially with Luchasaurus and Christian Cage comes out and eyes the TNT title. What happened to Jungle Boy? I don't know. I don't know. They could have come out and cost Jungle Boy the match, tied some shit together. I don't know. Uh, Anyway, we're going to go over what happened in the open with uh, Jack Perry, Guevara, and Darby Allin. A lot of people said, oh, these promos are so shitty and they suck and uh, they they should never have a microphone in their hands. You know, meanwhile, uh, Darby Allin cut probably the best promo of his fucking life last week. I don't know where the fuck these people were. It's like they skipped last week and then watched this week and they want to complain that I'm tweeting about it on Twitter. Uh, we'll go over that and we'll go over the uh, outcasts aligning with the JAS. Jericho is a wizard. And there was a big sneak attack with Adam Cole uh, being handcuffed to the bottom rope and watching Britt Baker get uh, kendo sticked in the back. Over and over and over again. So we will go over that as it looks like Adam Cole's babyface ascent is on uh, the priority list here for AEW. So we will go over that as well. And we'll uh, talk briefly about Dax canceling his podcast because uh, that was a big discussion this morning. Uh, Dax got rid of his podcast for uh, a variety of reasons. Uh, We'll talk about it when I'm live tomorrow, but we'll get Jesse's opinion being that we got him here tonight a little bit later because uh, the FDR... Dax and Cash were on the show tonight, somehow aligning themselves with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. Don't know why, but uh, that did happen on the show tonight. But thank you guys again for joining us, man. We got 2100 live in here uh, right now. I appreciate you stopping by. If you're new to the channel, please hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. We're live every Wednesday. Jesse and I, I'm live Monday Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and sometimes on Sunday. So make sure you guys go and hit that subscribe button so you are notified. If you're in the chat as well and you want to hit that thumbs up, I would greatly appreciate it. We got 538 likes. Hit that thumbs up. Let's try for 1,000. Absolutely, 1,000 is attainable. So make sure you guys go do that. Super chats are open. Get them on in. We'll hang out at the end of the show. Uh, Memberships always accepting applications to the OTS VIP club. Get them on in and make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. There is plenty of it for you guys to uh, dive on into. Jesse, we'll start at the top with this uh, opening of the three pillars and MJF then coming out and basically announcing that there will be a tournament between the three pillars. Jungle Boy came out and Darby came out. Sammy came out. 
So they're all standing in the ring. And Darby speaks per, speaks first and said, of all the pillars, he's known uh, Sammy the longest and likes him the most. He said he also thinks he's the least qualified to fight for the world championship. He said perception is reality and people see him as a follower rather than a champion. He said that he and Sting treat each other as equals. It's not called the Sting Appreciation Society. And he thinks Jericho is holding Sammy back. He told him if he has an issue with that, then come talk to him and Sting about it. Darby then turned to Jungle Boy and said, what do you go by these days? Is it Jack, Jack Perry? Uh, my bad. He said, you were handpicked because you're part of this California click. Now, a lot of people were confused about this. I even seen a super chat come on through. Uh, what is the California click? Well, the California click, Jesse, is the the early PWG days, I believe, with the with the young bucks and that's yeah, you know, the elite, basically. So, you know, he, he was uh befriending of the of the elite, the young bucks. And when AEW got started, Jungle Boy's been there since day one. Hey, you want a job? Come on in. We're starting this company. We got Tony Khan back in it. Come on in. So that's exactly what that was there. He said he had to work the least to get here. Darby said when Perry was hired, Darby was still living in his car. He said once he got to know him better, nothing about him intimidated him. Nothing. Jungle Boy then walked up to Darby and says, I see a lot of little kids with this face paint that you're wearing in the crowd. And all I can think is, oh boy, if they only knew who you really were. He said that Darby's antisocial, unfriendly, and rude to everyone back there in the back because, you know, you're rude and unfriendly to everyone you don't think is cool enough to be around you. He told Darby he is an AEW because he didn't make it as a skateboarder. So he basically said Darby's uh, plan B was AEW, and this is not his priority. So they cut to Sammy. He is uh, laying across the top rope, just watching these two guys go at it. And Jungle Boy eventually turned to Sammy Guevara. He said it'd be an, an, an immense challenge to come up with words to describe what a dirtbag that Sammy is. He said between Darby and MJF, he respects Sammy the most. He said for better or for worse with Sammy, what you see is what you get. He respects that every time he steps in the ring, he puts his body, his future, and his life on the line. But you are still a scumbag piece of shit. And then the fans rightly chanted, piece of shit, piece of shit. So Guevara walked uh, right up to both guys and said, if Perry wants to be real, I can be real too. Uh, he said he hates MJF, but in reality, he's just like him. He said Perry and MJF were both golden children of AEW, and Sammy said he was on the pre-show for the first ever Double or Nothing. He said after the match, he saw Bret Hart in the ring with MJF and Jungle Boy. He said neither he nor Darby were on the last pay-per-view, but... Look at that, MJF and Jungle Boy were. He says he can relate the most to Darby because they'll do uh, this thing where they outdo each other. They'll, they'll try and compete with each other. Whatever it takes to make it, including whatever crazy thing we need to do to make it, and we did. He told Darby he gave him hope because he saw Darby lose a match, match after match after match, yet bam, he was the first pillar to win a championship in AEW. He said Darby was also able to break any glass ceiling that they, and he points to the back, put over him. He says he saw Darby win the TNT title, but he decided he could do it too, but better. He says he did it three times. So when Darby jumps off something high, I leap off something even higher. He says it's a never-ending competition between me and Darby, and now it's Darby's turn to watch him win the AEW championship. Jack Perry said, put this on the blogs. Spoiler, I'm going to be the next AEW world champion. And then all of a sudden, MJF comes out, boos in Pittsburgh. 
Oh, Pittsburgh, you don't like me. So he shits on Pittsburgh. He says that doesn't bother him because they believe Britt Baker is talented. He told the ladies in the ring to stop fighting over him because it's making him blush. And he started speaking in a feminine tone. Love MJF. He said he's just, he just had a conversation with Tony Khan, famously a good friend of mine. Everybody knows that. He says they've, they, they've decided that they're, they will be uh, having a Pillars tournament and the winner will face him for his title, a double or, not, double or nothing. He said one of them will get a bye. So some geek comes out with a hat and he dips his hand into the hat. He pulls out a name and Darby Allen was the name he pulled out. MJF acted disgusted. So Darby was happy about this. He said Sammy versus Jungle Boy will happen tonight. Good luck beating the ever-living shit out of each other. Manzuri hit my music. And uh, that was a nice little nod to uh, Mike Manzuri, who is uh, the uh, Kevin Dunn of AEW. And uh, he uh, left the stage, did MJF. Um, I liked everything that happened here, Jesse. A lot, of, a lot of social media was like, oh, these guys suck as a promo and this and that. It was tough to sit through. I don't know what people were watching. I enjoyed this. What did you think about these three guys cutting uh, a promo on each other this week on Dynamite? Um, I, I can agree. I think it was a, a little rough at patches to sit through. I do. Um, I will say this. I think Darby Allen, from the time he started to where he is now, has made some major promo improvements. Yes, yes. Um, major. I mean, I mean, just he was at rock bottom and it, when it came to promo ability. And as of right now, um, I think he's good. I think he's good. He's good at getting his point across, you know, via his gimmick, the way that he, his gimmick would. And I'm enjoy, I'm enjoying Darby Allen promos. Um, I think it did kind of drag because of jungle boy. I think he is still lacking behind in the promo department, um, which is fine but I think they gave him a little bit too much solo time with the mic. And that's where I think it kind of brought it down. A yeah. Bit. He did really shine in the Christian cage stuff because he was, he was uh, very direct to the point yeah, and he, he didn't get a lot to stay. Yeah. He didn't get yes. a lot of uh, time to say what he needed. Yes. He, he got it out and sound bites almost. And he was very good at that. Exactly. Yeah. I 100% agree. Um, Sammy, Sammy is Sammy. Sammy is fine. Yeah. Sammy is absolutely fine. Um, MJF comes out and yeah, he does kind of upstage them in the promo department. Um, but he was definitely needed in this segment because it was all about him. Yep. Um, I think it would have been a little bit easier on the ears to deal with. Uh, if, if, like you said, if, um, jungle boy, uh, maybe had a little bit less time on the microphone. Um, because I mean, look, if he's not great in the mic, the long, the, the, the more time you give him with it, the more he'll sink. He was starting to lose the crowd. What chance was starting to come in? So, I mean, when that starts to happen, you can tell he's starting to lose the crowd a little bit. So, yeah, it was a little rough at parts. It wasn't the worst segment on the planet, but it, it, it was a little rough at parts. Yeah. yeah. I I still feel like they went about this. The they, they, they put a lot of effort into basically making this the longest road they need to take for something that we know is going to happen. Now, again, I said it in, in the beginning. I, I don't want to disrespect Darby or Sammy or, or Jungle Boy because they've all had great matches with, with MJF individually, and we know this. But I don't necessarily feel 
that any one of them are ready to main event for the world championship right now. Again, no disrespect, you know, to any one of them. Uh, I just don't feel like a, a one-on-one match with uh, an MJF is set to main event what a lot of people think is their flagship show, their flagship yeah. pay-per-view. Now, a fatal, a fatal four-way is, is the right is the right move. That that's a main event to me because you, you collectively take everything that is great about all of them and what they stand for and what they mean to the company. You put them in the same match together. To me, that's a main event. One on one, it's a little difficult to believe. Yeah, I, I, don't, I, I can't disagree with that. Um, but I but I do think a guy like Darby Allen, you know, maybe not Sammy Guevara right now because of because he's a heel with you know the Jericho Appreciation Society. And I, I don't know. I think Darby, if if they gave him the proper push in these weeks leading up to the pay per view, and I mean the right fucking push, man. I mean, you got to make us believe. I mean, in any anybody would love to see Darby Allen get a world title shot. Or Darby is over as fuck. Yes. So all you got to do is make us believe. MJF has the ability to bring that heat out of any babyface. He can do it. And he will. And he's done it. He's done it. He's, he's done in the weeks leading up to this. He brought he yeah. brought the best out of all three of these guys. Yes. I mean, he can do it. I mean, it's just up to creative to book Darby strong enough and not do it, man. I mean, fucking put him up there. Book him fucking strong in the weeks leading up to it. And we would be on the edge looking to see Darby beat this shit out of MJF. I mean, you got to make us believe through Darby's promos. Through MJF's actions, MJF needs to kill Sting. I mean, do make us fucking care. Make us care through storytelling. No way. If you if you asked me two years ago if I thought that Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn could main event a WrestleMania, I would have called you the biggest idiot in wrestling. But then go back a few months ago, and that's what we wanted. That's what everybody wanted. And when it you happened, it was it was it was. Picture perfect brilliance when it happened. Yep. You have to make us believe it. Yeah. The creative Triple H made us believe that we wanted to see Sammy not only in the ring with Roman. Hell, a lot of people were clamoring for Sammy to beat Roman. Yes. That's how it can be with Darby. You gotta sell him to us. You gotta you you gotta give us the right story and make us want him to beat MJF. That's what you gotta do. I agree. I agree. Can they can they do that somewhere down the line for a Darby or a Jungle Boy? I, and that remains to be seen. I can't predict the future, but it's definitely going to take that to get where I feel that they need to be. Because right now, I don't feel like any one of them could main event with MJF at a high level and really have it feel yeah. like a main event. With, with, with what Jesse's saying, that's what will take it to the next level to make it feel like a main event. Yeah. We got the ladies. They actually opened the show as the first match, instead of going on at 9.45, uh, we got Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker in her hometown. She got a huge reaction in Pittsburgh with the terrible towel uh, uh, against Ruby and, and Tony. Hi, hi, hi Britt. Great, great performance tonight, Britt. We, 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 we thought you looked fantastic out there. And, and her family was out there, too. So they got a first, uh, first-hand view of what's going on there. Uh, I didn't know what was going on. Soraya was actually uh, bullying somebody. Apparently, that was uh, Britt's mother tugging at her uh, or something that she had, tugging at her terrible towel. I think uh, Soraya went to go spray paint Britt's mother. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but I'm like, what's going on out here? Well, Adam Cole's parents were out there, too. There you go. They're probably all sitting together. At the in-laws out there, man, yeah. So this was this was actually 
pretty, pretty fun. Uh, this was probably the best thing that I think the ladies have done in this long, winded, long stretch of, uh, of weeks of television that they're building this storyline. Um, before we get into the match, we got Britt Baker out there and, and Jamie Hayter. Now, now we talked about the, the pillars, Jess. We got five weeks till the pay-per-view. We talked about what they may be doing going into the pay-per-view. Has anybody asked what Jamie Hayter is doing at the pay-per-view or anywhere close to what she's doing at the pay-per-view? Because from my vantage point, bro, I, I don't think that Tony Khan has an opponent lined up for her suitable enough to really get a championship match out of her. We may be looking at some sort of tag team fiasco at the pay-per-view. Yeah, which is what we get tonight. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean. Yeah, really, I mean. He, he hasn't built anybody. No. So, I mean, there is nobody that anyone cares to see her in a no, match with. I not mean, at all. Not at all. So, I, I don't know. So, Britt and Jamie Hayter made their way out, obviously individually, and the Outcasts they attacked. Well, actually, no, the Outcasts came out first, and then Britt and Jamie attacked, uh, and they, they were brawling in the aisleway. So, uh, uh, there was a melee right at the start of the match. Hater avoided a Tony Storm tornado DDT on the floor and drove her into the barricade. So and Storm took over. Uh, Hater and they were in control as Baker tried a Panama Sunrise off the apron, but ate a kick and the outcasts were in control as we went to a commercial break. So Jamie Hater was trying to mount a comeback. She dropped Tony with a Death Valley driver onto the knee. Made the hot tag to Britt Baker, who got the hometown reaction. Crowd went crazy. Baker cleaned house. She pulled out a sling blade on Tony and Hangman's neck breaker on Soho in the corner. Baker took out the glove for the lockjaw, but Tony Storm hit a German suplex. Baker countered a Storm Zero into an air raid crash. Soho broke that up. Ripcord stereo elbows by both Baker and Jamie Hayter, who drops Storm with a hate breaker, with a hater breaker. As uh, Baker nearly got the pin, Storm hit a this fucking sweet uh, the the sweet chic music, man. Holy shit on Britt Baker! And every time I see it, man, the violent whiplash that we see, so deadly. Holy shit! I guess that's what makes Juice rock hard, huh? I guess so. Man. Soraya clocked her with the tire. With the title, bro, and I know you te- you texted me. I don't know what the fuck that was. I mean, you you said to me it was the weakest title uh, to uh, somebody in the history of titles uh, being taken it into the, the match and using it as a weapon. Belt shot. Yeah. Belt shot. Awful. I mean, dude, it looks like she intentionally tried to graze and miss her. It, it, I mean, it, it was almost like she took a pillow, bro. She's like, I eh. mean... I'm gonna lay this right here. Just, just. Like, come on, man. You okay? You you okay? I'm sorry. Like Soraya's out there having a great time, man. She fits. She looks good when she's out there. But like, I think you said it last week, man. She does everything to almost avoid having any sort of contact. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering how clear she is. She doesn't wrestle. I mean, she doesn't wrestle. Where's the fit? Where's the intensity? She doesn't wrestle. I'm, so, I'm wondering if she if, if she had a setback, if they're trying to use her sparingly. Soraya does not wrestle anymore. I don't know. I don't know. So uh, Sor- Soraya clocked her with the title, and, and Baker kicked out of it, too. Uh, Storm and Hater brawled on the floor with Storm, kind of uh, aiming for uh, Hater's shoulder. And uh, Baker laid out Soho with a Panama Sunrise. Only got her near fall. Soho kicked out of a curb stomp. Baker sank the lockjaw in and got the submission. Uh, that was basically it. 
That was it. The Britt Baker, actually, Jamie Hader was being taken to the back by one of the uh, medical staff. I don't know if she actually got legitimately hurt, if they were just playing up the fact that uh, they targeted her arm, but Britt ran. She didn't even go celebrate with her parents at ringside. Uh, she yeah. she ran up the aisleway and into the side entrance there as uh, Jamie Hader was being taken out. So hopefully Jamie Hader is okay. You know, they were holding interim her arm. champion time. Yep. No more interim champions. But, uh, yes, they win, and I don't know where they go from here. They, they, they beat the outcasts tonight clean. So what are we doing? I don't know. I wasn't really a fan of this match. Nah, it, was, it was fine for what it was. I mean, they could have saved it for the fucking pay-per-view, but we got five weeks left to go. Yeah, 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 we do. I just thought it was just really just bad timing and just little wonky in spots. And yep. The, the soft style belt shot didn't help. And I mean, it, I've, I've seen them all do better. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Every, everyone in that ring, I see, I see them all work a little bit better than this tonight. That's all. Yeah. It wasn't nothing horrific. Just they've done better before. Renee was backstage with Wardlow. And he said that he once had a horseman in his corner to help him and give him advice. Tonight he reached out to another horseman to help him even the playing field against QT and Powerhouse Hobbs, who will uh, have QT in his corner. And in walked Arn Anderson. He said, Tully Blanchard is a smart guy who was one of the best checkers players, but tonight we are playing chess. So are they bringing back Arn Anderson and pairing him with Wardlow, Jesse? Is that what we got going on here? Is that going to enhance Wardlow's act? Are we going to see a new four horsemen type group with Wardlow? I mean, we're going back to what worked then. Is that going to work now with Wardlow? It's like we're retracing our fucking steps to try and find out what we're doing, man, with Wardlow. Clucky Clucky Rhodes doesn't agree, right? This was so random, man. You can tell that they're just trying. They're trying to figure out something. Yeah. Trying to figure it out on the fly. So they gave him Arn and then the title all in one night. You didn't even give us a few weeks of Arn leading him to this title. No. He picked up Arn and the title in one night just by magic. Yes. What happened to building up Hobbs as a dominant fucking killer? And you want to rebuild Wardlow with Arn. Okay. Let's see what they can do. Let's see how they work together. Let's see if they... Oh, they already won. Okay, these are ready to fucking check. Okay. Everything is moving too fucking fast here. Everything involving this TNT title with Wardlow, with Hobbs, with everything, it's all moving too fast. Yeah, it legitimately, it legitimately materialized and manifested out of out of nothing. It's it, it, thin air. Like it, it's almost as if this was a last ditch effort. You know, you know what Wardlow needs? Arn Anderson. Right? Where the fuck did he come from? Where? No lead up, no no mention of anything from from Wardlow about Arn Anderson. All of a sudden, you just want to spring Arn Anderson on us and and give him, you know, to Wardlow. Last I saw of Arn, he had his son, Brock, and he had Lee Johnson. Where's Lee Johnson? Where's Brock Anderson? I don't know. Shout out to my guy, Lee Johnson. I don't know where Lee Johnson is. Big shot. Explain some of this stuff to us. I don't know. I really don't know. You know, you know what Wardlow needs, bro. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mention this uh, just because uh, I can. Uh, and again, no disrespect to Wardlow. If he likes the way he looks, then he likes the way he looks. But Wardlow needs to grow his hair out, ASAP, bro. 
I, I can't. I, there's just something, man. You know, I'm big on aesthetics, whether it's something, something that someone changes about their appearance or their ring gear or something like that. I mean, he looked dominating with the long hair, bro. The short hair, not doing it. It's just those little things. I just pick up on that type of shit. The way that he's being booked. He looks he like a job. He looks like a job. He can come out in the road warrior fucking spikes. He could come out with Sable and Sonny in their heyday, and they would still fuck this up. They are booking him so wrong, it's not even funny, man. I don't know. I don't know. Wardlow, uh, listen, he's the TNT title. We'll get into that in a little bit, but uh, I, I just don't have any hope about this, this current no. direction for Wardlow. Bottom now, line is, I don't care. No. Wardlow, as a, as a wrestler... By himself individually, love him. I thought he's. I, I thought he was the one of the best fucking things on TV when he was white hot. Now, because of the way he's booked, I don't give a shit about him. I, I don't. I don't, I don't know why you're throwing Luchasaurus at him. I, I mean, I, I don't get that because that's just that's just you're asking for trouble at that point. You know what another I would corner, do? Another what, corner. Another corner. What I would do, and I know we mentioned Goldberg. You know, I would have Wardlow have a dominating run as TNT champion. I would have him slay guys semi-regularly. You book the match for, for Wembley. Wardlow defends the TNT title against Goldberg, and he beats Goldberg. That solidifies his babyface run. There you go. Listen, bro, you know what's going to happen. Get the fuck out of here. You know it's going to happen, bro. I don't okay, know why you're you avoiding me, the inevitable. If you want me to manifest this Goldberg coming in the AEW, yes. If you want me to just live with, do this I reality, want? Do you want it? No. Okay. Do I want it? No. But it's gonna happen. Okay. So here's what we're gonna do with Goldberg. He's gonna manage Wardlow. Period. That's it. He's gonna come in and manage Wardlow. That's it. That is it. And then do yeah. what? Turn on Wardlow. I mean, if Goldberg is coming in as a babyface, bro, how, how well is that gonna work with this audience? Maybe Goldberg coming in as a heel might uh, change the vibe a little bit. Bro, I'm trying here, man. <laughs> Work with me. He can manage Wardlow. That's it. Bro, Goldberg can't even manage himself, man. What, what, are, you ta- what are you talking about? He's going to manage Wardlow. With this guy in AEW, right? Fine. He can manage Wardlow. That's it. That's it. Nothing else. You want Goldberg to come in and, and no. be a mouthpiece no, for Wardlow? No. <laughs> no, I don't want Goldberg to come in. <laughs> but since he has to be here, manage Wardlow. That's it. No. All right. If it happens, bro, don't tell don't don't tell me. Well, what happened? I don't want to sit here and tell you. I told you so, man. Just bring him in. Let's have him pin NJF for the world title right away. Every day that passes, man, we are one day closer to Goldberg and that fucking theme music hitting. Because you know Tony's gonna have that fucking theme music recreated, man. And you're gonna hear Goldberg, Goldberg from the crowd. Watch. And Tony's gonna be Tony's gonna be sitting in gorilla, man. He's gonna be sitting in uh in gorilla, like fucking all starry eyed, like he's looking at he's looking at his fucking long lost love, you know. Ah, oh, Goldberg. Goldberg is in my company. Oh, how did I get it? I'm the luckiest man on earth. You know what's gonna happen, bro? I hate this shit. <laughs> I cannot get away from this fucking Goldberg guy. Oh Why? man. He oh. came in and literally beat my favorite wrestler in WWE for his universal title. 
The one that get me blocked, by the way. Bro, the fiend is still from my sources. Because I got great sources, man. Still in Saudi Arabia, bro. Buried somewhere out there. And nobody can find him. And now people are like, oh, yeah. I got Bischoff. I dare you to book Goldberg and Punk. Shut the fuck up. Nobody wants this guy. Stop. Stop. Yeah, I don't think you have to worry. Bro, Tony Khan is not going to do anything Eric Bischoff says. Eric Bischoff has outcasted himself for life. Maybe we'll get Goldberg coming in and teaming with Wardlow and they can win the tag team titles. How about that? Okay, moving on. Moving on. Yeah, Tony, listen, hire me for career, bro. Yeah, we'll have, a, fun, we'll have no. a blast, bro. We'll have a blast. This guy has been we'll just awesome. come up with Goldberg creative, man. We'll fucking shoot no. this shit over a couple of cold, cold beverages, man. It'll be great. Not hire this fucking asshole, man. He wants Goldberg in the main event. I don't want him in AEW. I don't. But you know it's going to happen. Is Dexter Loomis dating Shotzi? What? Is Dexter Loomis dating Shotzi Blackheart? I don't know. Why? They posted a picture together. Um, Karrion Cross and um, Scarlett and Shotzi and Dexter Loomis. Uh, they went to the movies tonight. It says one big happy family. Uh, I, I, Cross. I, I don't have any, uh, any scoops on that, not, nor would I care. But I do know Shotzi and Scarlett are incredibly close. Okay. Yeah. And if, if Dexter Loomis, if Dexter Loomis is involved with Shotzi, good for him, man. Shotzi, Shotzi's gorgeous. That's a, new, that's a nice one. There you go. Uh, the Elite. The Elite. They return and they address the Blackpool Combat Club. This was very good. So the Elite are out there. Kenny, Matt. Nick and Omega said last few weeks have been among the most difficult of his life for more reasons than one. I'm sure he said he saw the Blackpool Combat Club as four of the most respected wrestlers on the planet until they attacked his friends. He says he's been losing sleep over this lately. He talked about wanting to plunge a screwdriver into Moxley's head and how he regrets how he didn't get to do that. He said the purpose of them being out there is an invitation. So he called them out, and they are ready to fight. So Brian Danielson is on the big screen, and he mocked them for having interview time and called them amateurs. But then walking out there and saying that they didn't have much to say, but you're out here having interview time in the ring, but you don't have much to say, Brian says. Man, I love Brian, man. He's always, he's always pointing out the fucking illogical garbage that we see, man. I love it. It's great. Who's going to pay to see a monologue from a bunch of amateurs, he says. Great. John Moxley, Wheel of and Claudio obviously use this as a setup for an attack. And they attack from behind. They brawl that ringside into the crowd. Uh, Nick dove over the ringside barricade and tackled Claudio into the crowd. Matt beat up Yuta. Omega started going at it with Yuta in the chest with a chair. Moxley put Omega in the rear naked choke. Omega fought free. He tossed Mox into the front row, kind of. Claudio gave Nick a gut wrench release powerbomb in the ring. Omega stepped in. Mox attacked Omega. Danielson then walked out with the microphone and said exactly what I thought. Nothing but a bunch of amateurs. He says he thought Omega would be a professional. Then all of a sudden, Don Callis ran out with a steel chair in hand. Good to see Don Callis is alive and well after what had happened to him. Gruesome injury. 
Danielson asked him what he was doing. Callis rethought his strategy. He dropped the chair and ran to the back very cowardly. Danielson said Omega isn't an amateur, but he'd rather sit in the lobby of his own potential. If that's the case, he needs to be gone. Danielson pulled out a screwdriver. Callis then comes back out, not with a steel chair, but but with something better. He comes out with Konosuke Takeshita. He charged the ring and cleared the ring of everyone. And the Blackpool Combat Club retreated into the crowd and watched on as the elite stood tall with Konosuke Takeshita by their side with Don Callis. This was great. I loved I loved everything about this, man. This is uh, this is fun. And I said on Twitter, this is exactly what Konosuke Takeshita is going to use to propel him into superstardom, bro. This is his foundation right now. Uh, one could say that this is long-term booking with Don Callis. But, but, are we being set up, bro? Are we being set up by Don Callis? I want to throw this out there. Is Don, and this is something that Jesse and I have discussed. Is Don Callis secretly working for the Blackpool Combat Club? Is Konosuke Takeshita going to join the Blackpool Combat Club? Well, my reaction to this was this was a good example of some long-term yes. storytelling. Yes. Now, if this just would have happened just out of the blue, Don went back, came back with Kenosuke, we'd be sitting there like, where the fuck is this coming from? Yeah. How? Why? But the story is there. The seeds were planted. Don has been courting Takesta for quite a little bit now. And now we see why. Now I see what you're saying. This could be just a red herring for a big for a big change coming. But nonetheless, this makes sense. Yeah. This for now it makes sense. sense. Yes. I thought Hangman was gonna come out. Hangman didn't come out. We got Kanosuke. Okay. We got a funny look from Omega at the same time too. At Don, like. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah. And and Nick Jackson, I believe, gave a dirty look too. Like, what the fuck is this shit? And then reluctantly raised his hand in the air. Yeah, on on Twitter, the, the Bucks changed their bio saying they owed Kanosuke a Cinnabon. So, <laughs> that was kind of funny. They, they owe but, him a, a Cinnabon. Cinnabon yeah. is delicious, man. Don't get me wrong. Oh, my God. It's so fattening, but so good. But, so, this made some sense. They told us, they gave us, they gave us Easter eggs and seeds for the last couple of months on this. And now it's finally come to fruition. I, this, I like he gave us some story with it. This makes sense. Even a blow up in the in the, in the short term would also make sense. Yeah. You know, this this is the kind of storytelling we like. It's nothing huge or dynamic, but it's a little bit of a change with some explanation behind it. So I like this. This is the kind of stuff where I want to let it play out and see where it goes because things can still change or they can stay the same here. You know, to catch it, like you said, he's up there now in the main event picture. Yep. He could go anywhere from this point. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad he's getting this rub for sure. Uh, and the reason why I say Callus with Takeshi to join the Blackpool Combat Club, I could see Takeshi to join the Blackpool Combat Club. I think that's a great fit for him. Great look, uh, Don Callis. You know, you know, he calls himself the Invisible Hand. What is he doing that we're not seeing? You know, the reactions tonight from Kenny Omega and the Bucks kind of made me question what's going on here. Are we in for a possible swerve? Uh, but I also read today that Kota Ibushi is almost ready to talk with Tony Khan. So if we get Takeshita and Callis joining the Blackpool Combat Club, that gives them five. The Elite are three with Kenny, Matt, and Nick. You know Adam Page is going to join in on that. 
You know, Kenny can go out there, call up his uh, his best friend there in Kota Ibushi, bro, and that could be his introduction to the AW fan base, joining Kenny Omega, and we get this blood and guts thing uh, rolling. But mm-hmm. I do feel w- with what we got tonight, it-, it didn't really feel like blood and guts yet. I know that's where we're probably going. And I, I feel like, because I love the last time that they did it, what if we get anarchy in the arena, bro, at, at double or nothing? You think they'd revisit that, or do they, or do they wait to just do the blow-off uh, with the one match in Blood and Guts? I don't, I don't know. I, I think anarchy, wasn't anarchy in the arena, wasn't that a, a COVID match? No, no, it was in, it, no, it, it happened with, with a live audience. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, but, well it, was a, it was a tape, wasn't it? No, it was, it was live. What was the one at, at Jaguars Field? That was the Stadium Stampede. Stadium Stampede. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, Anarchy in the Arena was uh, Blackpool Combat Club and JAS, and they yeah, that was the night when Moxie's theme music played three times in a row. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. But yeah, they um they are definitely getting some bodies and filling uh, um a blood and guts situation here. Yeah. So I mean, and and at this point, it's starting to make sense as opposed to like okay. Blood and Guts is here, and this is the match. Now, they are giving us the build to it. It is yeah. slowly coming together. So that I can appreciate, that I like. Um, uh, Takeshita is very solid as far as the in-ring worker, but more importantly, he seems like a real tough motherfucker. So it looks like Blood and Guts would fit well for him, too. So I'm interested. I want to see how they use him. I want to see how they elevate him. Um, I thought they would be throwing in a Jay White into this because that's their boy but again once again this week at least to me it, it feels like they are bringing jay white along slowly and methodically i can appreciate that so it's gonna be a slow burn for jay white and then when he gets there man it's gonna be all hell going on in that fucking main event picture for him man. yeah yeah i'm excited about him too i love jay white um i was going to say i forgot what i was going to say it was in regards to this oh yeah um, you could see now this isn't really a, a traditional trios because we have four on the Blackpool Combat Club side. We got three on the elite side for now, minus Paige, who's selling an injury. Uh, and obviously whatever's going on with, uh, you know, either an Ibushi or Takeshita. But, you know, Tony Khan has it within him to tell stories with trios. You know, yeah. th- this, this is something that I've asked for and the fan base has asked for. Where's the story? You know, where, where's the House of Black? You know, we got that great match with Buddy Matthews and Orange Cassidy. You know, they took the week off, what, what have you. But, you know, if, if, you, if you can tell stories here with these guys in, in this type of capacity, why can't you apply that elsewhere in, in that same division? You know? Man. Bro, Just the ask trios me. titles are the second most important set of titles in the company. Yeah, really? I mean, behind MJF's title, the trios titles is what's going on right now, man. Yeah. And and I don't know if you saw, um, Hangman is sporting a uh, eye patch on BTE. Oh, is he? I, I haven't watched BTE in a while. So. Yeah, so he's, he he should be rocking an eye patch when he comes back. So yeah, there you go, eye for an eye. You, you know who else was rocking an eye patch? What was it? Uh, what was it Ray Mysterio? And they got his Mysterio? eyeball plucked out on pay per view. Julia Hart. Julia Hart. Yeah. Yeah, eye for an eye match, man. Remember Ray Mysterio getting his eyeball plucked out. How 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 fucking awful it was! It was like an M M Night Shyamalan movie, bro. It's like, what the fuck am I watching? That was so good, awful. <laughs> uh, Powerhouse Hobbs, he went one on one with Wardlow, defended the TNT title. Uh, this was actually fun for what it was. They only went around nine. 
nine minutes or so, and we have a new TNT champion in Wardlow. Yeah, I know. It's all over, man. Will Hobbs, man, where's uh, where's the... Uh, we got... Uh, yeah, take that shit off. <laughs> take that shit off. Oh. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I remember, I remember sitting here saying, okay, Hobbs is champion. Okay, we like Hobbs. They're going to do something with him. They're going to make... What? Fuck you mean he just lost the title? Yeah. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you know what I want? You know what I watched over the weekend, bro, was uh, you know, well, Lord of the Rings was on uh, TNT, man. They played it all weekend, man. You know, I seen uh, I see <laughs> my guy, I see my guy Schmeagle over there, man. My, my precious, you know. <laughs> Ridiculous, man. Um I don't know, man. Hobbs, where does Hobbs go now? My my, my first question, my first line of questioning is, Dude. where does Will Hobbs go now, bro? Like, wh- like after he loses the championship, is now now what is he a field reporter for QTV? He can sit his ass in that TMZ room and sit and do stories with the rest of those fucking clowns, man. He's gonna be pushing because... fucking pencils and filing papers, man. What do you want? Yeah. You what you want? What do you want from Starbucks, man? I'm about, I'm about to make a Starbucks run. What do you want? A ground day. Before they can even roll Hobbs' ass out of the ring, they've already moved Warlow on the Luchasaurus. Gone. Rematch for what? Latte, please. <laughs> fucking. You are yesterday's news, Hobbs. Thank you for coming. Get the fuck. Didn't they give us a jobber match with him the other week? What? Can I have a coconut milk latte, please? <laughs> what the fuck, dude? <laughs> oh, my oh, my God. Oh, my God. Why? Please, if someone can please get a hold of Tony Khan. And I, I just want to know this one thing. Why is he doing this with Wardlow? Why? I don't know. Just why? I don't Anybody know. Anybody in that locker room watching, can you just turn and look for this guy and ask him, why? Why are you Why are you doing this to Wardlow? We want to like Wardlow. We want to like people? Why are people calling for a rematch? It's over. It's over. Well, if Hobbs gets a rematch, what is he going to win the title back? What are we going to make Warlow a four-time TNT champion? He's either going to win the title back or lose again. Either way, it's stupid. He's already <laughs> lost. Oh, ridiculous! I mean, this was fun for what it was. They brawled into the crowd. Warlow got the better of Hobbs. Uh, so, Arn Anderson. He stepped up on the ring apron, and, and this this new this blonde with QTV. Her name is Cameron. Uh, QT QT is is on the outside. He's using this as a distraction. So Arn Anderson is on the, the ring apron, and he and he kind of peers over, and he start, he starts looking at this woman who's wearing this fucking incredibly short dress, and she's like parading around on the ring apron, dancing around. He's like, okay, I fuck this guy, man. Fuck the fucking horseman. You know, well, you I see her. She's fucking gorgeous. I, well, I mean, I don't blame him. But she's on the ring apron, stared at her like he was deciding uh, what to do with her. Marshall interfered and gave Wardlow a cutter. Hobbs then power slammed Wardlow, scored a near fall. Uh, Marshall entered the ring and argued with the referee. 
Anderson then entered the ring, and then he goes into his tracksuit, and he pulls out the Glock, and he points it at QT Marshall. Marshall, <gasps> Marshall ran away from this imaginary fucking Glock he pulls out. Ooh, ooh, no. So all of a sudden, I don't know wh- wh- why. I'm like, who's out there? All of a sudden, Penta and Alex Abrahantes come out. He super kicks Marshall. Rolled him back into the ring. Arn hits him with a DDT. Hobbs stood uh, up and, and rolled up Wardlow from behind, trying to take advantage. He gets a two count. Wardlow then power bombed Hobbs twice. He did the symphony. He hits a third power bomb. One, two, three. New champion. And, and not even three seconds into his theme hitting, Christian Cage and Luchasaurus walk out, stare down Wardlow. And Shivani mentions that when you become the champion, it doesn't take long to have challengers come out and eye you and challenge you. Uh, I'm like, like, can, can we wait on that a little bit? I mean, holy fucking shit. Uh, first of all, match was fine. Nine minutes, you know, it was overly booked and whatnot, whatever. But Penta, w- w- what sense does Pentagon Jr. make in this, bro, with Alex Abrahantes? What, what has he got going on with QT Marshall that isn't like QT Marshall? Am I missing something? Did I did I miss something on Dark that I don't know about? No, you don't know. Bad. So that means that means that that means this was written into the show maybe twenty minutes ago. Does anybody in the chat, please, someone tell me what Pentagon Junior has to do with Wardlow? Is he is he the second horseman here in this imaginary group? So fucking. But isn't he? He's a Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion, no? Or am I losing my mind? But. So we got a Ring of Honor TV uh, tag team champion uh, on Dynamite who is now aligning himself with Wardlow for no reason. Confused. I, I am like... Bro, it, what do you it, want it, me to say, man? Man, that's why when people ask me, bro, it's, it's, almost, it, 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 it's it was a, all over the fucking it, it's place. Almost like, it's almost as if Tony Khan woke up one morning. He took his morning constitutional. He took a fucking dump right before he had his second cup of coffee. And he wrote this show and he wrote this segment on the fucking toilet. Yeah, you know what? I'll do it, Wardlow. We'll have Penta interfere. What the fuck does that have to do with anything? You should try to not dick ride AEW so much, man. That's I mean, I I mean, bro, I'm riding that. I'm riding that AEW cock pretty hard, man. I mean, it's it's crazy, man. You know, where where are these people every week? Where where are these people? What are you what are you listening to? Who are you who are you watching that I'm that that I'm an AEW show? Uh, Clucky Rhodes. Maybe he's the maybe he's the culprit, bro. Like I, I mean, the narrative about me being positive to AEW all the time. I mean, all the time. I mean, just watch the fucking show, man. Watch what I do on Wednesdays. Who, who, who are you watching on Wednesdays? <laughs> Why are you watching anybody else, man? There's nobody else even worth watching right now. Who's on? Who's live? I'm I'm very appreciative that Tony Khan has put forth as much money and effort as he has into saving pro wrestling. I genuinely am. Please put forth that effort in creative because it's, it's lacking. It is lacking, sir. I am sorry. Has somebody ever asked Tony Khan at one of these media scrums, if he's ever thought about hiring a writing team to help book the show and take some, Something. some, some weight off of his plate. Something. Or is that is that out of bounds for uh, these uh, <laughs> journalists? Something you gotta you gotta do something, man. Tony, can I ask you a question? 
I mean, where are these types of questions? Uh, I mean, if I, if I sounded like that at the fucking scrub, man, I mean, I'd kick myself the fuck out of there. I mean, holy shit. Where, where are these questions being asked? Why is the TNT title being booked like the 24-7 title? Why is Penta out there? Why is Will Hobbs now a field reporter for QTV after this miserable title reign that he was on? Do, do, does, who did he defend the title against? Does anybody I know? Bought, do I care? I would have bought a powerhouse Hobbs t-shirt from, from AEW shop. This motherfucker would have lost the title before I got it in the mail. I don't get it. Before I even got it in the mail. I don't get it. So he's no longer... I don't know. We'll see. We'll let it play out. Yeah, there you go. We'll we'll let the TNT title play out, man. Maybe maybe it'll surprise us next week. Who the fuck knows? I I doubt Wardlow will even be on the fucking show next week. Renee interviewed Sammy Guevara. MJF interrupted immediately. MJF was uh, hurt that Sammy wasn't pleased to see him. He says he likes him even though he sticks his tongue out more than Gene Simmons on meth. Sammy asks what he wanted. MJF says he's offering him a guaranteed spot in the main event of Double or Nothing as long as he just lays down. Sammy says he's going to beat Jungle Boy, then Darby, and then MJF. MJF said the math doesn't look good for him, so odds are slim to none. He upped his offer with a blank check. He turned around and... Sammy used MJF's back to write the number amount that he wants to uh, work with here on the check. Um, Sammy wrote whatever number it was. We didn't see what it was, but MJF asked if that really is his price. So it was probably something astronomical. MJF says they have a deal. They offered uh, or uh, MJF offered a handshake. Sammy says, no, 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 no. Friends hug. Sammy hugged MJF. Renee smiled and said, well, it looks like a fair price to me. And then Excalibur asked, has the main event of Double or Nothing already been decided? I thought, uh, I thought Sammy was going to tell him to fuck off, but uh, apparently uh, w- with this segment, we kind of got a little bit of an insight uh, as to where they were going with this. It's going to be MJF trying to cheat his way out of a fatal four-way. That's what we're getting. Probably. Jay White. He went one-on-one with Commander, who is now All Elite. Tony Khan announced it on uh, social media. Commander is All Elite. So uh, I guess he couldn't get uh, Vikingo. So he got uh, Vikingo Jr. and Commander. Can I I ask a serious question? I get Tony Khan wants to uh, show everybody he's got an unlimited budget here. But what does this guy do that's Ray Phoenix... Can't do. Like, why are we like this? Is I, I mean this wholeheartedly, Jesse. Why? Why are we signing this guy? Meanwhile, we got Andrade, we got Roosh, we got Phoenix, we got Bandito. I, I mean, are, are we are we are we forming a Mexican mafia here in AEW? I mean, what the fuck is this guy going to do in AEW? Like, what, what 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 genuine value does Commander bring to AEW? I mean this. Well, I, I'm really asking. Don't forget Serpentico. Serpentico. Yes. Samurai Del Sol. Oh, no, who was who, who that guy? That, that's Kalisto. Who, who was the other guy? The other mask guy. Oh, oh, you mean uh, 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 the, the 
the luchador, uh, uh, Kentucky's favorite luchador. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What, what's his name? Uh, yeah, it doesn't. It's Fuego del Sol. Yeah, what about him? Yeah, it, you know. You know. I'm genuinely asking. Well, well gee, JD, is, is there just too many Mexicans for you? Listen, man, I love Mexico. <laughs> I love the Mexican talent, man. I mean, I eat so much Mexican food, I could be fucking partially Mexican for all I know. You love Mexican food as well, man. I mean, you're fucking bragging about your fucking tacos. Bro, I had some incredible Mexican food for lunch today. <laughs> love listen, I love Mexican. You, 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 listen, you want to make me smile, bro, on a day where I'm not smiling? You give me either A, a coffee, B, a cocktail, or C, Mexican food. Oh, man. Can't say no to that, man. You want to go off for Mexican? Fuck you. Fuck yeah, let's go. I'll buy, I'll buy, I'll buy the round. I'll buy own, the round of tequila. Maybe he's forming his own LWO. I, I don't get it. Like, who is he? I don't know. Same thing about, I mean, uh, the, I, I don't know. Vikingo. I don't know. I know he's great in the ring. That's it. He's great for dark and, and ROH. Just put him in the ring to wrestle. There you go. I could see this guy on Ring of Honor, yeah. Why, Why this story, Just get out there and walk on the ropes. Ding, ding, ding. Now, now, granted, now, grant. I, I mean, I don't know much about Commander. I know he does uh, a lot of a lot of flips and he does a lot of tightrope walking and uh, moon salts and whatnot. He tries to be original, but Jay White's in there, bro. Uh, a, a comparable fucking world champion caliber athlete, and Jay White had to struggle a little bit with Commander out there, bro. Was that the right move? In Jay White's debut match on AEW. A little bit too much offense there by uh, by Commander. I mean, it depends on what they have planned for this guy. You know, what did they have planned? What did they have planned for Bandito? Maybe they got Commander to to counter Dragon Lee. You know why Commander was signed, right? Because the the day that we saw him in that ladder match, Triple H was already on the phone with William Regal. Uh, listen, Regs, I, I need you to go get this guy's name and number, man. We need to bring him on into NXT. Dragon Lee's not enough for me, bro. So Tony Khan's like, fuck off, Paul. He's all elite. I don't know, man. This match was fine, you know. Uh, it was a fun match. Not, nothing Taking nothing away from what the match was. Uh, Jay White obviously won in his debut match. Not really his debut match, but his, his debut as uh, a new member full-time of AEW Blade Runner. Uh, and that was it for the win, one, two, three. A little bit too much offense from Commander on somebody like Jay White. Uh, but I have hopes that Jay White's going to have some decent creative going forward. There's a lot of talk about Jay White not looking the part. He's not going to be a major name. He's just going to be another name amongst the sea of names on AEW television. But if he went to WWE, though, would he be just another name in a sea of fucking names over there? So so why is he just a name in a sea of names on AEW television? That's what I don't get. Well, what's the bias here? He'll get there. He, he's, he's, being, he's being built up just fine. I mean, I like what they're doing with him. It's going to be a progression, and we're going to see Jay White at the top of the card soon enough. I like what they're doing with him right now. Uh, how you look at Jay White and, and think Tony Khan's not going to fucking push this guy to the moon? I mean, he's yeah. six he's six foot. He's got yeah. fucking abs that I that I can't even fucking dream of ever having. He's yeah. he's a handsome guy. He can wrestle, and he's a world champion with international fanfare. Like, the fuck do you want? Like, wh- why? <laughs> why? Takeshita started off losing, losing on dark, you know, here and there. But 
that didn't stop him. He was put, he was slowly brought along and progressed nicely. I mean, he actually had a probably a lot more bumps in his progression than he should have since they had these kind of plans for him. But nonetheless, they didn't just sign him and throw him in the main event scene. They're going to let him earn his way, you know, earn his kayfabe way to the top. And I can appreciate that. Now, Sean Spears was in the crowd tonight, and he was giving out uh, number ratings for all of uh, the moves done in this match. The commander uh, rope walk and him doing the big dive onto Jay White on the outside got a perfect 10 from Sean Spears. Are we going back to him doing the perfect 10 gimmick, bro? Bro, he came he came back on, um, what was it, Rampage? And he was just full, just full-on perfect 10. I, I wonder mean, if it was just the music, the gimmick, the really whole, the, the, the whole yeah, it was just full perfect ten. All, I mean, I, I wonder, I wonder if that's something that he wanted to do. Could be, it could be, but did, I mean, he was. I was looking at him like, Jesus Christ, who is this? I mean, before he did like a little like nod to it here or there. No man, last time he was just full on fucking just perfect ten, dude. That was it. That was it. I'm going to read this super chat now because it's targeting me because I don't watch Rampage. Oh, my. Oh, my. Uh, Knive45 with a $11 super chat. Thank you, bro. I really respect you, JD, but you don't watch Rampage and then complain when storylines interact from there. QT was feuding with the Lucha Brothers from there and makes perfect sense as to why Penta walked out. I'm sorry. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't aware that I needed to watch Rampage because Tony Khan does everything to uh, deter us from watching Rampage. Did you know this, Jesse? Um, I probably saw it and just didn't care, man. There you go. If Jesse watches it and does a live watch along every week and saw it and didn't care, why the fuck do you think I'm gonna go watch it and then somehow have a different feeling than what Jesse's feeling? Didn't care. Didn't care, man. What does what the, for, let's let's ask this? What does what does Penta have to do with QT anyway? Before e- even even the interaction, who cares? And, and for those of us who didn't watch Rampage, did commentary fill us in on that little nugget? I didn't hear nothing from Excalibur. I don't think. Oh I'm my either. God, Penta's out there. Why? Do I need to watch Rampage to be filled in on everything? Yeah, let me go out of my way and watch a show that happened at 11 o'clock on a Friday night because I need to find out what QT Marshall did with Pentagon Jr. You fucking break. When Rampage becomes important, then Knive, maybe I'll watch. Maybe I'll watch. Maybe. More Jay White on my TV, please. Blade Runner 123, Commander. Uh, after the match was over, Juice... Rock hard, by the way. You know, he's got a new shirt, bro. Rock, I got to get it, bro. There you you see his new man. shirt? Rock hard, it says. Okay? Now, we can all be rock hard like Juice, man, but we don't have uh, we don't have that reason why he is rock no, hard. No, I, no, mean, no, no. I mean, come on now. Come on now. We, we, we can't all be that blessed, okay? I'm like Juice, bro. But he's out there. Juice attacks Spears. They brawled into the ring. White joined, and it was a two-on-one. Ricky Starks comes out. He charged out, and Spear Juice, White fled. And that was it. So it looks like we may be getting, bro, uh, Jay White versus Ricky Starks at the pay-per-view. Okay. Sounds good to me. I'm with that. I'm with that. Um, 
Ricky Starts is really taking a back seat, huh? After uh, after the beginning of the year, man, everybody was like, oh, man, this Jericho feud is going to really offset him as being a major player. Man, has that it, fucking died off? There were just so many moving pushes going on with Dynamite and TK. I mean, someone looks to be getting a push, and then two weeks later, no title for you, back of the line, gone. Ricky Starks, front of the line, looking good, top baby face. Changed their mind, switched this around. There's just too many moving pushes without any kind of payoff. Yeah. It's fucking annoying. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of sucks to see where Starks has kind of ended up, but a match with Jay White is not the worst thing you could possibly do with uh, Ricky on TV. Renee was going to interview FTR when she informed them that Mark Briscoe was being tended to by medical staff. She pointed to a monitor showing that the beatdown that happened earlier in the day was because of, I don't know who beat them down. Who was it? The varsity, the varsity athletes? Somebody was beating them down. Sunjay, uh, Sunjay Dutt was there with Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett and Satnam Singh and the varsity athletes, Mark Sterling and Ari Davari, Tony Nice, Josh Woods, they all attacked him, I guess. So they ran to the trainer's room because that's where Renee says that he was. So they ran to the trainer's room and they argued about who would go out there and uh, defend what happened to Mark Briscoe. So, so FTR, let me, let me get this straight. Love FTR. They, they win the tag team titles, Justin. They beat the gun club. They mm-hmm. put their careers on the line. They win the titles. Yep. And legitimately, one week after they win the tag team titles and we get them back on AEW full-time, they sign a four-year deal. They're very publicized mm-hmm. about it. So we get them back on TV, and the first thing that we do is throw them into a feud with Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. And you mean to tell me that the tag team division isn't in the fucking drizzling shits on AEW television? I mean, what are we doing? You got, you got FCR as your champions, and the first opponents you got lined up for them potentially are either the varsity athletes or Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. What is this tag team division? First of all, why is Jeff Jarrett on my TV in a, in a wrestling role? Thank you. Every fucking week. Thank why you. is why why are they attending to Mark Briscoe? Or should I go watch Rampage to go find the fucking answer? I thought Mark was in ROH. Me too. Who can possibly give a shit? Who? And you tell me that AEW doesn't have roster problems that need to be addressed immediately? What is this? The alliance, there's nobody that's going to tell me. This partnership between Lethal and Jared and Mark Briscoe has not been established on AEW television. Why is it on TV? Without an explanation. Why are they together? Why? Or, or, or is this one of those things? Because this is what I got all week. The reason why Brock Lesnar attacked Cody Rhodes is because he doesn't need a reason. People are out here booking the reason why Brock Lesnar attacked Cody Rhodes. So if you're giving yourself a reason for what happened, then you're automatically telling yourself that it's dog shit and that they fucked up. This doesn't have a reason. That doesn't have a reason. So many people are, are complacent with, oh, it doesn't need a reason. Just enjoy the show for what it is. <laughs> what? 
Jesse clearly doesn't care. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit, man. If they don't give a shit, why should I? I don't know. Hasn't been established at all with people that watch this show. Jericho, speaking of established, he's out there with Adam Cole, baby. And they had a nice little civil back and forth. And then things got volatile. I enjoyed this. I thought this was one of the best parts of the entire show. He said, anyone who has followed his career knows Adam Cole, knows how much he studied and idolized Chris Jericho. He says his catchphrase was inspired by him, baby. He said he remembered reading his first book when he was in high school about traveling the country and learning so many styles. He says he wanted to do that. He said it was pretty damn cool. They're now sharing the ring for the first time. I have a ton of respect for Chris Jericho. And they shook hands. Jericho then says, I have no respect for Adam Cole and said he's lucky he doesn't slap him in the face right now. He says it was unacceptable that it came out to help his buddy Keith Lee last week. Cole says he was afraid he'd go that route. He said a lot of people lately in Pittsburgh think he's a real jag-off. So I had to look up what jag-off means. Apparently it's uh, basically somebody that's an idiot. Or someone that's insignificant. You actually looked up how to jag off? No, I looked up what a jag off means in Pittsburgh slang, bro. Don't twist my words around. You and your fucking uh, yellow cock over there, okay? (laughs) Yeah. So Cole asked how hypocritical Jericho can be. He said he surrounds himself with people who worship him, but he asked Jericho when the last time he looked in the mirror was and asked who he really is. He said he's one of the greatest ever, but the real Jericho is a fickle, immature, stupid idiot. So he's throwing some uh, Jericho-isms at Chris Jericho. Fans chanted, stupid idiot. Jericho and Cole are standing there face-to-face now, getting a little more, a little bit more angrier. Cole said to Jericho, do I have your attention now? And Jericho said, first of all, I am not a jag-off. He said Cole doesn't impress him. He said the old saying goes, you never want to meet your idols. He said in this case, that's true. So if he's smart, he'll turn around and get out of the ring he built. Cole asked Jericho what he's going to do about it. Jericho shoved him. Cole attacked Jericho, put the boots to him, stomped away at him in the corner. Daniel Garcia ran out, made the save, and joined in on a two-on-one attack. All of a sudden, the equalizer here for Bay Bay was Britt Baker. So fans started chanting DMD. She slapped Jericho in the face. All of a sudden, she's mouthing off at Jericho. And from behind, Soraya, Tony Storm, and Ruby Soho emerge from behind Britt and beat her down. The outcasts made Baker watch as Garcia handcuffed Adam Cole to the bottom ring rope. And then all of a sudden... Soraya takes a kendo stick and starts beating and whipping Britt Baker with the kendo stick as he's yelling, stop, stop, stop. Fans are chanting, piece of shit, piece of shit at Jericho, which is music to Jericho's ears, I'm sure. Cole said that he was sorry to Baker as Jericho, Garcia, and the outcast strolled out of the ring, proud of the damage that they inflicted on Cole and Britt Baker. I thought this was great. I thought this was excellent television. This I thoroughly enjoyed. Yes. Thoroughly enjoyed this. Um, I thought I brought a different element to both feuds and all feuds involved. And 
um, the scene of of Cole having to watch Britt Baker's uh, injured back get beat with a kendo stick. Um, I thought this was good. I thought this was good. I thought this was very enjoyable. It was um, it was unpredictable. I didn't see that coming. Uh, my first thought was, where the hell is Jamie Hader? And then you reminded me that she was, you know, taken back. She was being held back, so she's probably hurt. The yeah, she was holding her arm, walking to the back of the medical. Yeah, after that tag yeah. team match. Okay, okay. Then, I, then I like everything about this. Then this, this, this all yeah. came this, off very, very well. This reminded me uh, last time we saw something like this was where Edge was uh, tied up by Judgment Day, and they were beating down Beth Phoenix at Extreme Rules, I believe. Yeah, yeah. That was some this great was- shit. Very, very enjoyable. I liked everything about yeah. this one. It wasn't as uh, it wasn't as uh, I would say in the feels as that was, but uh, I thought this was very well done. Uh, the outcasts look good here. They looked vicious. Something that we haven't seen from them ever since uh, they got together. Uh, Britt Baker. Um, I don't mind her. I, you know, a lot of people are like, "Oh, why are they pairing Britt and Adam Cole? It's going to be annoying and nauseating and whatever." I, I think that it was. Uh, Nicely done. They're building the all-access show around them. So her out there adding to Adam Cole only means one thing, bro. Adam Cole's babyface stock. You see what Tony Khan's doing, man. Adam Cole's going to be the next big babyface in this company. He actually may be the guy when all is said and done to take down MJF and be the next world champion. Yeah. Yeah, this, this is great. I like this one, man. So we will see, man. I'm looking forward to that match. Jericho, Adam Cole. I did not have that on my bingo card this year, so I'm looking forward to that at double or nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a video package on Jeff Hardy. He will speak for the first time since his DUI arrest on Rampage. I wonder what he's going to have to say. <laughs> Who knows? This is not going to end well. <laughs> Whatever. I got to go watch Rampage. I go watch Jeff Hardy say something for, uh, what, 30 seconds? Oh, this is not going to end well for Jeff, man. The acclaimed, they're out there. Max Caster and Anthony Bowens and Billy Gunn versus Matt Menard, Angelo Parker... And Jake Hager. Do you want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? Yeah, I do, actually. I do. Not this match, though, bro. This was, uh, this was a waste of time. <laughs> Acclaimed and Billy Gunn win. Um, just a, just a way. They, they, they could have given more time to literally anything on the show, but uh, this needed to be on the show. What happened to the acclaim? I don't know. I don't Why? know. Why? Did this happen to the acclaim? They were the whatever. They are a part of a tag team division that right now has Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal possibly embroiled in a feud with FTR. It's great. Awesome. Really exciting. Uh, Excalibur hyped up Rampage and Dynamite Rampage will feature Vakingo against Drelistico for the AAA Mega Championship. And one of those matches that Tony Khan uh, couldn't wait to get out on TV. FTR and Jay Lethal with Jeff Jarrett against Josh Woods, Tony Nese, Ari Davari, and Slim Jay. Yeah, man, I'm going to go watch Rampage, man. I can't wait to watch Slim Jay on TV, bro. Uh, the Hardy speak, Kiara Hogan versus Julia Hart. And Jade Cargill has an in-ring promo. Also, John Moxley versus Christopher Daniels, man. It, it's like, it, it's almost as if they're asking me to not watch the show with that lineup. And it comes on Saturday night now. Saturday night at 10 p.m. You know what I'll be doing? Nothing. Not watching Rampage. I'll be watching it live. Join my watch along. There you go. Dynamite. Jed Cargill will defend the TBS title against Taya Valkyrie. So it looks like it may not be happening on the pay-per-view, or this is a string of matches that we may get um, for the TBS title. This may be the first in uh, 
uh, a set of two matches, maybe, maybe three. Who knows? And then Darby Allen faces uh, Sammy Guevara, who won tonight in the main event. This was, uh, I don't know. The, the Taya Valkyrie signing was... A waste of money. It, uh, it, it was. It was. It just, it is, it just, is, is Taya Valkyrie going to defeat Jade Cargill for the TBS title? No. I don't think she's ever losing that title. They'll decommission it when she loses. They literally made it just for her. It's like, how many days can I hold this title and have every single day I hold it mean nothing? Mean less than the last day that I've held it. Here's the proof. They already have a women's title. The division is, is not, was not being booked great then, not being booked great now. Why do we need two women's world champions again? I don't know. I don't know. Sammy Guevara defeated Jungle Boy in the main event. This was basically by countout. And this was fun. I mean, I didn't really, I didn't really find myself invested in what was going on here completely. Uh, MJF was shown backstage cheering on Sammy. Uh, Jack Perry... Bounced out of the corner with a comeback Larry after being beaten down. They showed Darby uh, watching from the rafters up above. Jungle Boy planted Guevara with a sunset flip powerbomb on the apron. Big, crazy diving destroyer off the top. Of course, they do something like that. Sammy is always going to look to kill himself in one way or another in these matches. Uh, Jungle Boy got hung up on the ropes. Guevara missed a shooting star. Landed on his feet. Dropped Perry with a cutter. Guevara connected with a back suplex implant DDT that absolutely fucking buried Jungle Boy's head into the mat. My goodness. That was good. That was very good. Scary, but good. Guevara wanted a GTH afterwards. Perry countered into a Poison Rana. Guevara countered a comeback Larry with a Poison Rana of his own. As the momentum here landed Jungle Boy on his feet. And he took over with Guevara and a forearm to the neck. Uh, both men now are getting in a forearm back and forth on their knees. Jungle Boy uh, picked the leg from Sammy out from underneath him, got the snare trap applied. Guevara got the rope break, but Jungle Boy hung on and made the referee work his five count. Guevara got free, charged and drop kick Perry off the ropes. This was fucking unbelievable. So Jungle Boy's off top, and Guevara hits a drop kick, and Jungle Boy legit, I thought he was going to go flying into the fucking barricade. He went flying into the timekeeper's table. The timekeeper's table didn't break. It it absolutely fucking collapsed. Exploded. And and he went face first into this thing at at such a speed and a ferocity that I legitimately thought he was going to overshoot the fucking table. His body, I don't know what he did. He tried to to block the, the incoming fucking table bump with his arm. And he laid out there for the rest of the match until MJF came out and knocked him out with the Dynamite Diamond Ring, which then gave Sammy Guevara the countout victory, and Sammy goes on to wrestle Darby next week, and MJF hid uh, away from the referee's vantage point by hiding in the crowd. And that's the way Dynamite went off the air. Yeah, it, it, looked, it, looked, like he was, it looked like he really wanted to try to make sure he made contact with the table because the jump, the jump landed, it fell short. I think the goal was for him to go through the table entirely. Yeah, might have been. And yeah, he was too far out. Yeah. So instead of missing it entirely, he put his you know hands out in front to slam his hands, then hit on the table, and just that little bit of contact he got with the table still made it explode. Yeah. So it like he hit really hard on that table, man. I mean, it was a fine match. Um, 
but you know where this is going. Jungle Boy got sheeted, so he's probably going to uh, either lobby or someone's going to stick up for him and vouch for him and, you know, get him involved. MJF's probably going to pull the same shit with Darby next week. So now MJF's interjecting in these matches, and he's going to get Sammy what he what he wanted. They made a deal, and someone's going to override this, and we're going to get the Fatal 4 That's the only way I see it. So isn't it in Sammy Guevara's best interest to beat Jungle Boy? Yes. Because he wants to be world champion? Yes. So why is MJF paying him to win? Uh, he thinks maybe Sammy is stupid and he's going to try and manipulate Sammy because they were in the same group together. They were in the JIS together. But Sammy is already... Or not the JIS. What was it uh, before? The Inner Circle. Inner Circle. But okay. Yeah, but... I don't know. What the fuck? Ever. I mean, he's already trying to win. Why is he paying him? The, he didn't pay him to interfere in the match. Yeah. He paid him to, paid him to try to win. I was already gonna try to win. You wanna pay me money to do that? Okay. So we got two. We got two oddities on the show tonight. We got AW starting the show off with a fucking promo segment, and we got the end of the show. We got a countout victory. These things never happen on AW television. Yeah. So. And yet they weren't even the weirdest. Oh, thing but, but, but if WWE did it, you'd be shitting all over it. Well, that's because AEW does account that victory once in every fucking, uh, I don't know, 106 weeks. Who gives a shit? Stop complaining. Stop crying. Anyway, that's your AEW Dynamite post show. Hopefully you enjoyed uh, the show tonight with Jesse and I. We're going to get into the Super Chats in just a little bit. Follow me on social media, man, at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out all the other content that you might have missed on the channel. I will be live tomorrow afternoon. We'll talk about the Goldberg news. We'll talk about the Dax Harwood news. We'll talk about the uh, split roster news for AEW and uh, whatever else is uh, in the news. And go follow Jesse. That's Shottown Smart on Twitter. And uh, same on YouTube. Your next watch along is tomorrow, Jesse. Ring of Honor, right? Tomorrow, Ring of Honor. And going to have some big changes coming to the channel soon, man. Big changes coming to the channel. So we're going to have a whole new setup. We're getting a whole new desktop computer, camera, all that stuff. So we're going to be doing some upgrades. There you go. Jesse's going to be a pro content creator. Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, guys, uh, let's get into the Super Chats here. Start off at the top here with uh, Joseph Taylor. He's got a $14 Super Chat. Thank you, Joseph. Uh, JD, Jesse, two things. The wrestling match that gave you goosebumps for me, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 25, and my top three heavy metal rock bands, Def Leppard, ACDC, and Alter Bridge. Come on, Joseph Taylor. Are you kidding me with that? You fibbing me, bro. Uh, the one match that gave me goosebumps, man. There's a lot of matches that gave me goosebumps. A lot of matches. Uh, I just can't choose one, but Undertaker Shawn Michaels is definitely up there. Hold on, now. the last super chat that came in is the first time. Yeah. Yes, it is. Match that gave you goosebumps, Jesse. One off the top of your head. A match yeah. that gave me goosebumps. Top of my head, um, Undertaker and Mick Foley um, held in the cell. There you go. Crypto and Poker with the $2 Super Chat. JD isn't a bootlicker, but he does love feet. Well, that's Lord Quaz. Okay. Michelle Moran. I, I, I don't love feet, by the way. Uh, Michelle Moran with a $2 Super Chat. If Takeshita is with the Elite, what about Hangman? Well, is Takeshita really with the Elite? That's the question. 
play out. Let it play out. Easy with the three months. Thank you, uh, Easy. JD, I hope you are. I hope you take TK a new one for that horrible TNT title booking. Oh, tear. I hope you tear. Tear is spelled T E A R, bro, not T A R E. I'm like, what is this guy talking about? Uh, JD, I hope you tear TK a new one for that horrible TNT. Oh, we did, bro. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that was to your liking. Rivals Burgers and Steaks with 26 months. That sounds delicious. That was pretty damn good show, in my opinion. 26 months and counting OTS for life. What's up with Jesse's Tacos? They had no flavor, he says. No flavor. I'll talk it, though. Here. You ever had my chicken tacos? <laughs> I don't know. Jesse's going to open up his own fucking taco truck with that fucking chicken as a mascot. There you go, man. Fujin's Henry with a 12 months. Thank you, brother. Who the heck is the California Click? Uh, the Young Bucks, brother. The Young Bucks and that uh, PWG crew. JD's hairline. Well, they won 99. What's up, Carnal? What's your favorite Sopranos season? I haven't watched one episode of The Sopranos ever. Why not? I don't know. You have HBO Max, right? I do. Get started. Maybe. Lunar Guardian with eight months to the best community in IWC. Cheers. Thank you, Lunar. Funny Rob Baby with a 199. Jesse, are you going live for Rampage? If not, I will. You can go live even if I do, bro. It's all good. I don't know. You were not Rob Baby. We're competing for viewers, bro. I did not know this either, man. Uh, J. Ray with a $5 Super J. AW loves to stretch, stretch out stories like a drug dealer pushes out product. You guys wanted stories. TK is giving them to you. Long-term booking is AEW. Really now? So, so, okay. Sometimes, I guess. Sometimes. Not all the time. Sometimes. Tyler B. Watch, watch ROH and Rampage and come back to me and talk to me about long-term stories. Bro, there's nothing on Rampage that's even remotely close to long-term book. On this show that's coming up Saturday, nothing. And no, Ty and Jade is not long-term book. Uh, Tyler B. with 16 months. No message. Thank you, Tyler B. I appreciate you being here for 16 months, man. Uh, Joseph Gonzalez with one month. The TNT title has been passed around so much it makes a prostitute look clean in comparison. To me, it's nothing more than a jobber's title. I mean, I, I see no lies detected, bro. J-Ray with a $5 super chat. The four pillars, Fatal 4, will definitely happen at Double or Nothing. Tonight was just a part of the ongoing storyline, continuing to set things up. Thank you, J-Ray. I, 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 didn't, I didn't realize that. Jesse didn't realize that. Alexander Fitzgerald with a $5 super chat. My NXT replica belt has more prestige than the TNT title. Miro and Cody were the only ones that made that title have meaning. And, and Mr. Brody Lee. Thank you, Alexander. And with a 499, if that, that Cody theory is true, then that's funny because it's doing nothing to Cody and everything to bury the current talent that holds the TNT title. That's what Jesse said earlier. Buns with a $20 super chat after he foolishly left a message in the chat earlier. He says, Crying is harsh. My bad. But the Pillar storyline was bound to happen. This might help Darby, Jungle Boy, Sammy in the long run. We'll see. But MJF needs bodies because it's a long reign. 
They got bodies, bro. Yeah, the goal is always to build everybody up. And yeah, but the manner of which is being done at this current level is a little suspect. That's all we're saying. Yeah. They're, they're, they're stronger as, as a foursome than they are individually if you guys wanted to give MJF one by one by one. It means more if they're in a match together than individually. Yeah. J-Ray with a $5 super chat and a $2 super chat. I see no clear distinction between Dark Elevation and Rampage, but if TK books collision like Saturday night's main event, it'll be ratings gold. No WWE PG allowed in the venue. OTS is TV 14. Yes, uh, Collision needs to be, if that's the name of the show, it needs it needs to be dynamite level every week. Yes. Uh, Tyler B with a 9.99 Super Chat. Any chance the Elite are so upset that they would leave over this? The main event of All In should be CM Punk and FTR versus the Elite. Um, it could happen, bro. But, you know, WWE's got their own problems over there. There's going to be $100 million in budget cuts, and they're giving up their EVP statuses and possible creative control to go where? To have Vince McMahon bury them into oblivion? No. They're not leaving AW. No, it's it. the other side is not very green. No, not at all. Lots of uh, murkiness over there. Yeah. J-Ray with a $5 Super Chat. Update on All In at Wembley. Ticket pre-registrations are moving north of 60000 Anyone by now who thinks this show can't sell out is just hating. Well, I mean, not every one of those people are going to buy. It's not going to be 60,000 tickets because there's 60,000 pre-registrations. But I will say this, you yeah, know, how many buy more than one ticket? Yes, that's exactly. So, I mean, it could it could end up being close, close to that uh, number for sure. Yep. Uh, Colin with a 19 month membership. Thank you, Colin. I'm almost certain Dana Brooke had a longer reign with a 24 seven title than Almost all the people that ever held a TNT title. Probably. Please don't mention Dana Brooke in my presence. Please. He ain't wrong. He's not wrong. Uh, AEW Mark, 2018, 16 months. Thank you, brother. Takeshi will go with the Blackpool Combat Club at double or nothing. Ibushi and Hangman will go to the Elite. Also, I'm seeing Mercedes next month at Comic Revolution in Cali. Lucky man. To be amongst, uh, uh, amongst such beauty. Like Mercedes. Joseph Taylor, $5 Super Jack and Goldberg, please spear and jackhammer Jesse into oblivion. If, if, if. Sure. Was booking it, sure. Sheld Khan with a 499. Orange Cassidy has a longer and more successful title run than the last four TNT champions. That's just crazy to me. Well, Tony Khan loves his uh, orange juice, bro. What do you want me to say? Joseph Taylor with a $5 Super Chat. I hope we get Commander vs. Ray Phoenix, Commander vs. Roosh, Commander vs. Penta in the future. And then when those matches are over, then what? I don't care. I don't care. I don't care, Joseph. None of them mean anything to me. Nive, thank you for the 11, brother. Appreciate you. Alexander Fischero with a $5 Super Chat. Ricky Starks would be perfect for the TNT title, but the TNT title is a joke. Ricky Starks is somebody that would absolutely benefit from a, a roster split. Easy. Devoted within nine months. OTS for life. Love you guys. Thank you for everything. Thank you, Devoted. I appreciate you, brother. Thank you for being here. Mordo with a $10 super chat. This is a first time super chat from Mordo. The TNT championship right now is a joke. I say let Christian Cage win it and let him cook. I can't hate on that. I love Christian. 
Ben Richardson with a five. AEW was all right. TNT title passed around. Just ready for CM Punk's second dance. And Joseph Atempa with a $2 Super Chat. No message. First time Super Chat from Joseph Atempa. Appreciate you, brother. Uh, we are about to get out of here, man. Any uh, any words before I uh, head out to the Mustang, bro? What do you got, what do you got to say? Not much, man. Again, stay tuned to my channel. And big improvements are coming. And I'm going to add some gaming. To oh, my God. Gaming, but I got a, I got another idea in mind for the game. Everybody on hold for that. There you go. But um, it's coming soon, man. I gotta order some um some um items and and wait for them to get here shipped and get it set up. But I'll be ready soon. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I appreciate you guys joining me on what I thought was a fun stream, man. If you guys uh, enjoyed the stream, I appreciate a thumbs up. We got 753 likes. Clearly, we're not getting a thousand. It's like fucking pulling teeth for you guys. So can we at least get to 800 before we get out of here? Thank you guys for the super chats. Thank you for the recommitments to the VIP club and re-upping your memberships. Thank you for the new members tonight. Appreciate you. Follow me on social media at JD from NY206, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Please hit that subscribe button. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out all the other content on the channel. Next time you see me live will be tomorrow off the script going live tomorrow afternoon it's become a Thursday tradition hopefully you guys enjoy the Thursday streams so we'll talk about everything that happened in the week man Goldberg CM Punk roster split Dax news coming out of Raw Becky blacks out her Twitter everybody goes crazy over nothing and we'll talk about whatever came out of Monday Night Raw Apparently, the roster's walking on eggshells because they think they're going to get released. Budget cuts are looming. You know, the usual. The usual Vince McMahon narrative. But thank you guys so much for joining me tonight, man. I appreciate you. Remember, hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe. Follow me on Twitter. And I will see you guys live tomorrow afternoon, 5 p.m. for Off the Script. And I'll be live right here from the OTS venue, guys. Have a good night, and I'll see you tomorrow live on Off the Script.